and welcome to Better Than Mario Brothers, where each episode we delve deep into cinema sewer. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, we are looking at yet another Hulk Hogan travesty. I think at this point, I think Hulk Hogan is now officially the most featured person on this podcast, isn't he? On like, this, this network, is... I think, with the exception yeah. of um, yeah. Game, oh, Game of Moments, obviously, because that was kind of set, and the Grinch, because he's you know, a million and now. Uh, Christmas on Who Wins. Yeah, we Hogan's right up there. This is fourth appearance, I think. It's, no, I think, fifth. It's, I think it's the third Hogan film we've done. Cause third we've third done... Hogan film we did. So this is this one, um, Superman Commando and No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred. Yeah. We did uh, Hogan versus Hulk. Yes. On early who on wins. in Who Wins. And we've done Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Yes, that's five times. Five times, five, five times, times, five times, five times. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's going to be one of those nights, listeners. I, I think it is. Well, given how this film went, yeah, I think you're, you're probably right. It might be one of those. Yeah, so we are looking back at 1998's The Ultimate Weapon, starring the one and only Hulkster. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I took issue with that just to start with, because he's very much not the ultimate fucking weapon. Uh, no, I mean, he's, he's not even the ultimate warrior. Like, no. you, come on, there's a given here. What's going on? Well, especially given that they, they named his doofus friend Vince. If that's not shots fired, I don't know what is. I didn't even clock that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that, that's very much shots fired. Um, I mean, look, we, we've said previously when we did No Holds Barred and when we did uh, Spearman Commando, like, Hogan's not all that bad, to be fair. Like, it, he's... Like, He's watchable normally. Yeah. Um, and, and those films, like, yes, they're not good, but they're not awful. Uh, this, however, <laughs> this yeah, I mean, the is problem a with completely this, different kettle of fish. I mean, I, sorry, I I watched this last night. Um, Within like 25 seconds, I texted you to ask about his hair because Hogan with hair is the most ridiculous thing I've ever Bruce fucking seen. Wig ever. What now, um, the fuck? I'll, I'll, I'll try and weave this into the video, but. I, that that was the response I had to Chris, and that's the first thing I wrote at the top of my page. Yeah, yeah worst great ever. Think alike and everything. That was that was the second thing I thought. The first thing I thought was, and I don't, I'm assuming you watched it on Amazon, same as I did. Yes. First thing I thought is, why the fuck am I watching something in four by three? Well, yeah, especially because on Amazon it says it was made in 2021, not in 1998. Yes, it does. That um, confused me. So, so yeah, yeah that, that threw me. The other th- the other thing I didn't write it down, but I did. Um, I did think it is. This film was made in 1998. Um, mm-hmm. It had a limited release in Europe, um, less of a release in America, apparently. Um, I've not been able to find a great deal of information about it because everyone seems to want to forget it exists. Um, but the one thing that did strike me is that this film was made in 1998. Now, this film has no fucking business being made in 1998. You look at the films alongside it, they would come out at the similar sort of time. And then you look at this. This is the most 80s film the 90s ever produced. It, yeah, it really is. I mean, I mean even, even, the, even the titles where you've got the steel on steel and the sparks and all the rest of it. It's like, this is Vince McMahon's wet dream right yeah, here. This is this is the type of film, God rest him, that my dear old dad would have loved. <laughs> this <laughs> is the type of film you'd have bought in Macro in like a pack of five for a five. This is exactly it. Or it comes on like a DVD with like five other films and you pay yeah. 2 99 for them. Yeah. Or you it gets given away in the Sunday Denny. Denny. Yes. <laughs> Yes, totally. This needs Brian Dennehy, doesn't it? You're right. And there well, was a perfect what role need for him. Brian Yeah, there was a perfect role for him here as well, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what the? We we stumbled across this. Listen, this wasn't one that was suggested. We just stumbled across across this. The more of these these films, these bad films that we watch, uh, supposedly bad anyway, films we watch for this podcast that are on Amazon Prime, the more Amazon decides to recommend to us, yeah. and so. <laughs> 
you know, that's how we stumbled across Killer Sofa. That's and, and that's how we've stumbled across this. And I, I didn't even recognize Hogan on the cover when no. we were looking through. It got recommended for a start. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it came up. Got recommended to me, and straight away I saw the title. Like you say, the ultimate '80s titles. It's like the ultimate weapon in that kind of brushed steel look. And there's a muscular dude holding a fucking machine gun on in the front, front of an like, explosion. Yeah, like right, we're doing this. Yeah, and then I was like. Hang on a minute. That's Hulk Hogan with I, black um, hair. Well, that what was the thing. The I didn't. I didn't realize because so we we looked at it and I, I was look when we sort of scrolled through. I was I was on my phone because we we'd finished recording. And I was like, I, I was like, I'll go through it. And I was I was like, no, that's not Hogan because he's now he's got black hair and he's you know, he's um, and it's a twenty twenty one film and he looks like he's about forty. Yeah. So can't you know, and then obviously getting into it, but yeah, it's weird. And so the, the, when you get into it, then he's, you know, again, it's the dude from Small Soldiers. It's just that plastic hair just plonked on the top of his head. Do you know what? All I could think, especially because of the colour of that wig as well, because obviously they've tried to match Hogan's natural hair colour, but for some yeah. reason it's come out like strawberry blonde. Yeah. And I'm just looking and thinking, this is Donald Trump the movie. This is, like, <laughs> this is how he sees himself. Yeah, this is Donald Trump's wet dream in movie form. Like, because that's all I could... I'm looking at that hair. I was just yeah. like, this is the Donald Trump of the late 90s. <laughs> like, that's what that hairstyle looks like. That's almost what it's been modelled after. Um, I mean, you combine that with it because he's still rocking the tash. So you combine those two things together. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. the thing is, this made me laugh a little bit because, I mean, this is 1998. So it'd be made in 97. This is peak NWO Hollywood Hogan era. Yeah. And he, can't, he doesn't even sell in his own fucking film. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's fucking dreadful. Um, it's, 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 this is a payday. And when, when Hogan's taking a payday, yeah. that's saying something. Um, well, I mean, he did Thunder in Paradise, didn't he? You know, that, was, uh, that was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But still, that was his own TV series. And it's not entirely without charm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, no, that's something. It's not entirely without charm. I did, I enjoyed it on the kind of ironic level of like I was, I was pain watching it. I would, and you know, we don't get many films like that on it. That was the idea behind this pod when we set this up. But through the list that we put together and through people's recommendations, it's more become about looking at, you know, just poorly executed Hollywood films than it has yeah. looking at just real so bad that it's entertaining stuff. And every now and again, we get one of those. Yeah. But we either tend to go down the route of, this is a Hollywood misfire, or this is just the most bizarre concept ever. That, you know, like, the rubber, like killer sofas, yeah, killer clowns, that sort of thing. This is one of those that we had in mind when we started this podcast of like, this is, yeah, your two ninety nine bargain basement. Like, everybody's trying their damnedest. But this is fucking terrible and it'll never yeah. be anything else. And so it leans into that. And oh boy, does it lean into how yeah. absurd it is. I mean, saying um, that, all the, if you look on Amazon, on, on Prime, most of the reviews are four and five stars. I mean, I can see that. There, there is definitely, like I said, my dad would have given this five out of five double yeah. thumbs up. Like, yeah, same, same no, as mine. No questions. Although, there, there is one, my favorite one that I saw, which I don't normally read the the, the, um, the comments and the reviews because I haven't got time because I just fall down that rabbit hole of going, fucking hell. Um, one uh, one says, I'm giving this one star, not because it's bad, because it's worse than that. I'm giving it one star because it, at least it was a job for the crew. I mean, fair play. Like, <laughs> as we've said several times on the show, you have to remember that the people work hard on these yeah. things. Even when they turn out like this, people got yeah. paid. They showed up to work every day. They did their best. All right. They all did their best. And actually, especially some of the performers, like, 
there's some decent performances in this. There are. And one thing I did spot, actually, which um, I'll go into in specifics when we get to that point when we go through the film, but um, John Cassar, who directed a lot of um, 24, um, directed Yes. This. And yeah. there are some very definite... Um, precursors to that you no know, shooting through the when you know, when they're going through the woods and shooting through the foliage you've got the soft focus on on what's in the foreground and shoot and focus in the background lots of that lots of quick cuts lots of um very tight shots where people are walking past the camera stuff like that so there are elements of that which have carried over and he's you no know, and he's taken on and used elsewhere in his career so I mean, you, you do get that type of thing as well which i did think was quite interesting and i, I didn't realize until the end i, I sort of wrote that down and then i, I when i realized it was john castle it made sense yeah yeah it's um it's interesting though isn't it because i think this is probably one of the last action films of this ilk to exist before mm. 24 completely rewrote the rule book on this stuff because yeah. now every like when we when we did domino for instance every low budget action film you see now we've done this as well so we've got <laughs> we've got to hold my hand up every low budget action film you see now is all about like right if we just have really connected camera movement and we yep. wash things out slightly and we give it a steely blue tinge and we can hide the fact that we haven't got a budget because yep. we'll get all of this kinetic forward motion through the camera and it'll be exciting and so this is one of the lot and it really did jar with me and i think it's one of the things that make it feel so 80s hmm. is that there's a lot of locked off camera here and there's a lot it didn't help that it's in four by three and i no. don't I don't know. I, I didn't check the technical details. I, I had a look on IMDb. But there's nothing on there. I can't imagine for a second it was shot in four by three. So it's been pan and scanned. Yeah. So that's not going to have helped that feeling. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely got that kind of, you know, there's a lot of shots of Hogan just holding his gun and shooting and then a cutaway to something blowing up and people yeah. diving over, you know, it's very A-team in yes. that respect. Um and that definitely lends it that 80s feel as opposed to, as I say, that sort of late 90s, early 2000s, post 24 feel where everything's like, right, we're going handheld camera. And if people yeah. can't see it, then we'll they'll think that they see it. Yeah, they're, they're filling the you gaps. Know, yeah, their mind is going to fill in the gap. So that, it, you know, I don't think it was shot necessarily that way. Um, no. But the pan and scan hasn't helped the fact that they're going to have to move the frame over to show the guys blowing up and stuff. So yeah. there's that about it. So, yeah, we... We've boxed off the four by three of all and we've boxed off the wig. So let's just, yeah, it's straight out of the gate. Those, I've got half a page of notes just on this kind of shit. Um, so once the film starts, though, like the first thing before we get into any kind of story whatsoever, like you have that that little initial kind of prologue um, just for the titles where he's, he's running through the, the woods or whatever with his with his daughter. And then we cut straight back to like Hogan 10, 20 years. It's 20 years on, isn't it? I think yeah. it's 20 years, Ish, 20 yeah. years on. Uh, and he's building his barn and stuff, but he's fallen yeah. asleep. Now, is there any reason, really, that he has to walk around with his shirt open for the entirety of this film? <laughs> like, because it starts here where he's sleeping in the barn and he's got that kind of denim sort yeah, of sleeveless. shirt with the sleeves cut out. Yeah. Like the most eight, again, the most 80s thing you can well, yeah, see. Yeah, like, he has got a traditional Hogan white beater on as well, hasn't he? It, well, no, not not initially. Later oh. on, he starts wearing white beaters. Um, but for the majority of, of this film, he is walking around like just like, hello, Chuck Norris called. He wants his wardrobe back. Do you know what I mean? It's full on like denim <laughs> shirts with the arms cut off. And well, we'll, just, we'll, get, we'll get to the wardrobe later on. Now. You know, and, and just wander around. Why? Why are you doing this? Why? Nobody. I'm sorry. Nobody walks around town like that. You especially just not when you, especially not when you're building a barn. You cover yourself up. So you, don't, you don't hurt yourself. <laughs> hurt yourself, yeah. But I mean, I did. To be fair, I did. Um, I did make a note on the wardrobe later on because 
initially you get you know, he's in the jeans and the and the cut off uh, the cut off shirt and he's you no know, he's walking around like that. When he then goes into battle, and I don't mean when they they go off on the initial mission, but when he when he goes to try and you know, beat the living fuck out of Dylan Wass's face, um, he's in slacks and a button down shirt. Now, yes. Who goes to war in a fucking button down? Yeah, I noticed that as well. For some reason, he turns into like this gentleman of leisure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's fucking hell. It, it's very, very bizarre wardrobe choices. Um, and I, I, I appreciate we're not actually diving into the story yet. We're talking around some of the, the more general aspects, but there's there's so much just crazy shit in this film. Yeah. That I mean, going through the story, we could do in like ten seconds, to be honest, because there's very little of it. Yeah, um, as I say, it, it's every eighties action film. Yeah, but as, as if the wardrobe isn't bad enough, and as if the hair isn't bad enough. So there's wardrobe and makeup that have both completely just just shit the bed. Can't, can't imagine making a film like that. No. What the fuck is up with the accents? I know. <laughs> I mean, the the fucking what's the guy's name? That like Rourke. the henchman, the navy Rourke. seal guy who's supposed so, to be on. British. Where have I got? Um, where is it? Oops, I'm not not my page. What the fuck is that accent? English, Irish, Australian, Scottish? I mean, it is without any shadow of a doubt, and we've had some strong contenders on this show, it is without any shadow of a doubt the worst accent I've seen in anything that we've watched yet. Well, it's I, not, I don't because know it's, what it's, it is. The, the problem is, it's not the worst accent, it's a really good something. We just don't, know what just that don't fucking something. know what. I mean, I kind of, I allowed my brain to justify it later on, because when we first meet him, like he's introduced as like the he's he's a, a British English naval general. officer. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a British naval officer. And so straight away I was like, right, what the fuck's that accent? That's really weird. And then of course later on when we find out he's dirty, I was just like, oh well, he was just pretending. Then he's not really British. He's re because they're all walking around like fucking mafioso. So I'm like, oh well, well he's that's a, there's a there's a tinge of Eastern European in his uh, in his accent as well. Which again, his name is Dermot O'Rourke. Well, there's that <laughs> as well. They're apparently IRA gun runners. Yet, but they, they never all... mention the IRA because it's our Irish friends. A, because they're Americans and they all love. No, they, they were all very much into the the Irish independence and all the rest. Of it. Also, the IRA didn't exist in 1998. They'd been disbanded, so it probably was written in the script. And somebody went, "Oh fuck, we can't say that anymore." Can't say that. Yeah. So, but but this is supposed to be the IRA. Yet they literally all dress like mafioso, right down to the fucking dodgy shades and the cheap suits. Yeah. Right. And and the fucking polo neck. Yeah, yeah, like they're all dressing like like the mafioso, but they're supposed to be the IRA. So I'm like, right, well, which are you here? Are you, are you Irish? Are you Italian American? Or are you none of the above? But you're not you're not doing the stereotypical Italian American accent. You're not doing an Irish accent. So you're basically just random bad guys, I think. <laughs> yeah, like, kind of. What? I don't. I mean, so much of the like, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy in this? Is just I because because like Hogan himself is a soldier of fortune like he's yeah. a look he's not a nice guy like he well, kills this, this people is, for money That's... i was gonna say this is the thing and it's set up and you get this thing so right at the start with um before they go on the, min the mission him and vince have this little fucking you know effectively penalty shootout to see whose dick is bigger um so they do that and you think right okay so that no we're setting up he's you know he's, he's a He's an expert marksman. They haven't set up his soldier of fortune. It's just he, you know, it's a job, it's business. So you, you kind of you 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 take it by inference. At this point, you haven't been told it outright. So you get this thing where they're in the woods training and all the rest of it. So you get that, and then they go on this mission, and literally they are just picking people off. And the thing is, it's okay because they're baddies, random we're baddies. We're being positioned that we're being positioned that well, Hogan's clearly the good guy, and you know, Junior McMahon or whatever his fucking name is. Um, you know they're, they're the goodies they're there to liberate the landing zone so the un can get in and take guns off the streets or 
you know, take the drugs off the kids or whatever the fuck it is. And okay, fine. So we're positioned that way. So automatically you're gunning, you're, you're rooting for them in the same way you do. And um, they, they really took the piss out of it in, um, in Hot Shots uh, 2. Yeah. No, the whole thing of, no. well, no, you're going in and even, you know, yes, okay, they, they may be uh, you know, a paramilitary group or wherever they are. They're still people and you're shooting them in the back. You're yeah. picking them off one by one. Yeah. Not in a fair fight. You're literally just going up and snapping their necks or shooting them in the back. The one thing I will say is that you never see this anywhere else. You did in this film. They hid the bodies when they killed them. That was actually quite clever. I, I've got to be honest. The initial assault on the base, um, once once him and Vince get together and they go on this mission, that really got my hopes up because I, yeah. I thought like the the way they handled that stealth sequence was absolutely amazing. Like yeah. that is that was a really well choreographed action sequence. Yeah, where they just you know they're not like holding a bush up and walking behind a bush. They've not got silly about it. They're, like they're literally popping it out of nowhere. Yeah, breaking somebody's neck and yeah, dragging the bodies back in the bushes. They are they are really going for a stealth infiltration and they're being really yeah. careful to show that. It feels like you're playing Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. It's like they, they're well, really, really going for it. I don't know if you ever play Commandos on the PC. Yes, loved the, Commandos. The, the uh, World War II one. It, it yeah. had that sort of feel to it where yeah. Yeah, you have to hide the bodies because people, you know, there are people, people on patrol, them. there are people yeah. you know, there are people looking around. You have to know, you have to be stealthy about it, you have to be careful. It had that sort of feel. I, I was Again, I was saying, I was thinking, right, okay, that's this is something I can... You know, Shitty dialogue aside, because you know, it's, it's it's an eighties action film in the nineties. Um, yeah. no, I can get on board with that. The fact it looks like dog shit, okay, not really Fine, happy with that. Whatever, but I can't do a yeah. lot about that. No, I'll just take it as it comes. But this sequence, I thought, right, yeah, this is no, this is good. This is working well. You've done you've done some character work whereby uh, you don't call me Ben. My name's Cutter in this sort of environment. I knew your father. All this, you know, all the tropey shit you get. Fine, mm. I'm on board with that. And you get this sequence, and it's great. And then you get you no know, fucking Paddy O'Bosnian or whatever his fucking name is comes in. Oh, we'll we'll take it from here. So you get these guys come in, and oh, oh they're not the UN. Well, fucking duh. I and really a... wish his name was Paddy or Bosnian. <laughs> like, that would be filed away in my little vault somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we'll use that in something else. But yeah, so then it's like, okay, well, clearly this looks dodgy as fuck. Well, you're you're a merc, so don't really you, know, you can't really afford to be sanctimonious about well, it. You can't afford no. You can't go. Hang yeah. on a minute. This isn't on the up and up. Because you're it, not either. You're you're no. You're you're an yeah. assassin basically. That is, that is where it absolutely lost me and jumped the shark and never regained momentum. But the first quarter of an hour, hmm. I, I was actually like, yes, it's clearly an 80s film. Yes, it's clearly low budget. Yes, it's clearly very tropey. Yeah. But it was kind of so ridiculous that I was hmm. able to go with it. Like there's um right like before we get to that point, let's just take a quick rewind backwards. So so we meet him in this barn and yeah. you know, he's had a horrendous 20 years. His partner, you know, Vince's dad or whatever is, is gone and he's lost his daughter and he's building his barn. He just wants a nice, quiet life. Yeah. Building his barn with his uh, fiance at this point. No, she's not even no, his girlfriend. At this point. She's a long, girlfriend. Long, long suffering girlfriend. Long suffering girlfriend. Yeah. And she's fed up with the life he's in as well. And it's all it's decent enough setup. All right. He's, yeah. We get it. All right. Yeah, we, like, we've seen too it a million times, shit. but we get we it. We get it. He's too old for this shit. He wants to turn his back on it. Right. We, we get that. Um, and actually then. Considering the fact that she has a very, very poor role uh, and some awful dialogue, she does some really nice work in this film. Like the exposition dump she does straight off the bat, your Laurie, your character name yeah. is, isn't it? Um, I mean, she, look, she's by no means the world's best actress. All right. But she knows what she's in here. She knows she has a great big exposition dump to give us. And it's horribly written. Like it absolutely stinks of cheese. Yeah. And she just steamrolls straight through and i think she does a really really good job of handling that and i'm like right okay this this is okay you know what you're doing i know what you've done fine 
we needed to know all that. We needed all that character information, and we could have tried to be subtle about it, but this is a fucking... Yeah, this is a 90-minute action movie starring Hulk. In fact, no, it's longer than that. We'll get onto that at the end as well. But this is a this is an action movie starring Hulk Hogan from the 80s. Fine. You're not concerned about being subtle. So she gets us through that. Then we get the horrendous accent aside. Again, like the setup of it all. Like, yeah, he's a fucking hard-ass merc. And he, like, he doesn't like the new guy. And he's got his handler. And it's like, yeah, okay, all shit. The one bit that that did make me pause um, pause the, the screen because I was laughing too much and I had to I was making notes so I had to stop and laugh when they're going on the mission and he hands the envelope over to his handler marked to be open on death. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going to be in that envelope? You're about yeah. to you're about to go on a mission. What else is going to be in an unmarked envelope <laughs> to be opened on death? Right? Yeah. Okay. Fair, I mean, great title there that you missed. To, yeah. to straight away never mind the ultimate weapon open on death that'll do much better title um so yeah and then we meet vince cobra um and from the the second he shows up on screen i've just i'm like you are too good for this mate because holy yeah. shit that guy's amazing like he's he's actually got chops he's yeah. he's charismatic he can act and like he's the film instantly goes up a notch like i said i was, I was coasting along with it anyway it's fine mm. as soon as he shows up this film just instantly goes up a notch and the dynamic between him and hogan is really good as well they're sparring off each other really well they've got that kind of yeah, they kind of hate each other but they're gonna have to work together not really an odd couple because they're both fucking headshot but yeah. they've got a really good dynamic it really works so all of this is going great we get that really good um stealth sequence then um other than the fact they get to Serbia incredibly quickly, I'd just like to point out, like, you know, why would we need to worry about the two of them bonding or any character work going in there or anything like that? Like I said, it's not that kind of film. They just, no. like, missed opportunity is all I'm saying. They could yeah, definitely. Of there with them in a chopper where, you know, digging more into the backstory and stuff and building their relationship. Um, but then, you know, also, I'm expecting him to die on this first mission, and he doesn't. Spoilers. Yeah. So, you know, that, yeah, that was that was my thinking as well. He's, he's going to die and then he's going to feel guilty. And then yeah, we, yeah, get, we yeah, get, no, yeah, totally. We get that's, a fucking revenge movie. Yeah, that's up. where I thought this was going. And they pull that trick on me later on as well. So they, they managed that quite well. But I mean, why bother with all that character work? Because let's be honest, we're just all here to watch Hogan blow shit up. So and, and that's that's literally what they do. They're like, right, fuck this. No character work. Get to Serbia. Let's just fucking blow shit up because that's what you're here to see. So they do. And the assault is really well done. We've already talked about that. But all of this stuff that's going reasonably OK. And I'm, I'm settled in. I'm like, yeah, I, fucking, I watched it Friday night because I had a lot. No, Thursday night. Sorry. Uh, which was the start of my weekend because I had a lot of writing to do this weekend. So I was like, right, OK, this is this is kicking off a weekend quite well. I'm all right with this. A couple of beers watching this kind of shit. It's fine. And then we get just the worst gunfight I've ever seen. Like the stealth stuff's really good. The, the gunfight is awful because it's all static. Then, as you say, yeah. it it jumps the shark there and then because all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he grows a conscience. And yeah. I'm like, what? what? Excuse me. Like you're on you're on a mission. You told us before you went that you have to do it because you need money and you don't know how to turn your back on this life and it's cyclical and you're caught in it. And we did all of that and we yeah. did all the stuff with Cobra about you know how this, you know this life isn't for you kid and blah 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 we, we did all of that you hate the life right yeah but you're trapped so where all of a sudden do you what is the thing that makes you go but these motherfuckers like never mind but, yeah. everything else but these motherfuckers 
Yeah. It, it makes no sense. Like if, and all we would have needed was something like Cobra going, I think I recognize that guy. Do you know what I mean? Or like, maybe he killed my dad. Anything. But all yeah. of a sudden, it's just, just no, these motherfuckers, these are the last straw. Because do you know what I really hate? People who can't do fucking accents. So I'm going to kill him. <laughs> and the all. Irish, apparently. Yeah, and the Irish, apparently. Fucking mixed, right? Um, <laughs> not me talking. Other slurs are available. Not me talking. But yeah, I mean... If if you haven't been offended by us at this point, and you're you're twenty odd yeah. episodes in, then clearly we've done something wrong. Um, yeah. You know I um, jest. Yeah, and and the thing, but the thing is that you said there's there's nothing that pins this. Is like, I don't like this. Doesn't feel right. Well, none of it feels right because as I said, you're a soldier of fortune. You've just gone and executed a load of people. And yeah. yes, okay, it was your mission, and we're no we're we're positioned a program to think that you're on the side of right because you're Ali. Therefore, they must be on the side of wrong. That's all fine. We'll take that. Nothing happens to make it go. And he's like, I don't like the look of this. Well, why not? There's nothing wrong with it. Let's just go. Well, no, they don't look like the UN. Well, what do the UN look like? Yeah, this this is the thing. We haven't it's, got enough of his backstory yeah. for us to understand how we can make those calls. For instance, you mentioned 24, right? If he's Jack Bauer, right, and he's having a bad day and he's fed up with all this, we know from even in episode one of 24, we know who Jack Bauer is. And if he makes yeah. a call like that, you can go, well, of course he'd know that. Yeah, he's fucking that's he high is. level he's fucking Bauer. seal. He knows, yeah, he knows this stuff. We know nothing about hardball, nothing, mm. other than he's really pissed off with his life and he just wants to build his barn. Again, yeah. hello, Chuck Norris. Um, yeah. This is basically what this is. This is Hogan yeah. doing Chuck Norris. Right? So, yeah, so you get that. So we've got this this whole lack of backstory, this lack of anything other than, oh, we haven't blown anything up in about four seconds. Let's, let's start blowing no, Let's start with the grade launcher, because obviously. Obviously, so yeah. You get this thing where you say, you know, well, I, do you know how to fly windows? I crashed two of them. Oh, that'll do. That that makes me feel really good about this. So then they open the door. Vince punches the guy in a fucking plastic bulletproof helmet and knocks him out. <laughs> well, before we get there, we get one of my favorite lines of the film from Vince, um, or, or Cobra, as I keep calling him, because that was his code name, and that sounds yeah. way cooler than Vince. Yeah. Um, and I didn't clock, even though his name was Vince. Um, when Hogan does turn and they start. Like, they're not the UN, and they decide they're going to kill everybody. You get from Cobra, so, we're the good guys. All right. <laughs> just in yeah. case you weren't following. Yeah, just in case that sort of the morally ambiguous bit about them executing people didn't but, quite track. No, but the thing is, Cobra 100% knows what type of film he's in. Oh, and yeah. I love him for absolutely. it. Absolutely. absolutely love him for it. He nails this part completely. Um, he's got so much. He's, he just gives this real low-key delivery of everything, where he's taking it really serious. Like yeah. it, it would, it would be so easy to be over the top with these lines and to be yeah. super enthusiastic, or or to go really snidey and sarky with it. But he doesn't. He's just got this really cool, laconic, low-key energy yeah. throughout all of this, and he's he's just so good, so so good. Um, so yeah. yeah, then then he punches a guy in the fucking helmet. <laughs> That sounds worse than I intended. Yeah. Either way is ridiculous. <laughs> Either way is ridiculous. But yeah, so you know, punches in, you know, this guy's in, you know, in the full face version, the bulletproof helmet, and all that. Punches him in it, and he's knocked out straight away because obviously that's how it works. He doesn't even shake his hand or anything that like might have hurt. And it's not even the most ridiculous move Cobra pulls in this. No, film, it's, it's it? not. So you get that, and then you no, know, we get this. You no, know, the what? No, what should be your, your iconic scene where the helicopter's rising up and Hogan standing on the rails with a fucking grenade launcher? And, yeah, okay, great. And then as you say, they cut. They, he fires. 
oh sorry he's standing there they they go for a close-up on the barrel then they go then they cut away to the to something exploding and people diving off they've gone full t2 on this whereby no fucker actually dies yeah yeah that's right yeah they're it's just like, all jumping okay. out of the way yeah so you get that and that's fine but they blow up all these weapons caches fine yeah great no problem brilliant fantastic but he's just like hang on what was the point in that because literally all all they've actually done is hogan hogan's tied to this thing for dear fucking life because they can't afford to drop him they've gone up in here mm-hmm. and gone back down again yeah and it, it, there's just no continuity to any of the shooting whatsoever you know it's very clear that they're not even in the same fucking place when they when they go close up on the gun no i but but again i'd even i'd even let that go and laugh at it it's for me it was just literally and i, I know i shouldn't be pulling the script apart in this but it was literally like why the fuck does he give a shit about this like he has no reason. He's here for a payday. This is his last yeah. job. He wants to build his barn. Yeah, do the I, job. There, there's so Get many. Out. There's so many options because all you need to do is say that we've had the exposition done from Laurie. We've had no. We've had bits about him and his daughter. Um, through the through the dream and stuff like that. All you need, no, some sort of reference. Even when he's talking to to Top when they, no, before they go on the on the mission. What's the fucking name is Top by the way? Um, yeah. Um. So no, a better one than Bottom. Um, just saying. <laughs> Shakespeare would disagree. Um, I could have gone anywhere with that. I thought I'll, I'll keep it relatively classy. Yeah, you, yeah, you did. You kept that <laughs> far classier than I did. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we get all you need is something, some, something about a mission that went awry, where they were trying to, you know, where they were trying to stop guns being smuggled. Anything. Maybe really fucking hates Guinness. I don't care why. Just... <laughs> yeah, just something. I don't care anything. Give me something. You can't just show up and literally flush everything that he's just talked about for the last 10 minutes down the toilet just yeah. because he doesn't like the cut of some guy's jib. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I did say, like, I was going to go with the um, with the whole technicalities of it in the shooting and stuff, and I'll cut my break. But what I cannot excuse, and they do it, I think, three times I've made notes of it, and you, you've pulled it up already with the grenade launcher, the flash cuts in oh, this film yeah. are disgusting they, they are, are the, the problem is that, and so they do it three there are three or four sequences where they do it but yeah it starts off and it's no it's quick cuts and quick cuts i can i can get on board again we talked about that with you know the end you know trying to get the, the energy and the shooting and stuff like that that's yeah, fine yeah. but when you start getting into you know seizure inducing flashes yeah because you haven't got you haven't shot enough or you haven't got enough coverage and you're, oh, we'll just cut, 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 cut. Well, hang on, what the fuck's what's going on there what they've done it doesn't work. It doesn't add anything. No. What 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 they've done, and I know exactly what they've done because we have made this mistake and realised what we did and fixed it. They mm. have precisely measured how long each of those frames is on screen. They are all on screen for the same time. It is all a very very short time, and so what that gives you is almost a kind of um, kind of kaleidoscope effect, if you like, or a rotoscope, mm. sorry, effect where you're looking for the through line and the movement and it isn't there. So what you get instead is this click, 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 and it's all disjointed stuff. What they actually need to be is cut on odd frame counts so that one's slightly longer than another and you have to kind of feel your way through that cut. Like there's no, there is no rhythm to it when you're doing this. You just have to feel your way through it. And they've gone for this rhythmic approach which gives you that kind of animated rotoscope effect and it doesn't work because you've just got second flashings uh, yeah. you know uh, of these images and it, it's terrible i i hate it it's amateurish as all hell but again this was a relatively i mean there's nothing new about the technology but this was a relatively new stylistic technique at this point yes yeah. 
and you could argue that as you said you've got somebody that was involved with actually later on bringing it to the force sort of cutting his chops here so hmm. yeah. um, did he direct much 25 i thought he was more of a producer um, i think he directed a few I know he definitely produced on twenty four. Yeah, anyway. he, he was a, he was a producer, but I think he directed a couple as well. Yeah. But but he's, even after twenty four, I, I did I did look him up yesterday. I can't remember. Like he's done he's done quite a bit since as well, like TV wise. Mm, yeah, I, I, I just can't I remember mean, what he's done. Yeah, I, I digress. That was just I my brain took me that way. Um, yeah. So yeah, those flash cuts are fucking horrible. Um, and again, but again, I might be inclined to go with them as horrible as they are if there was a narrative reason, like yeah. giving PTSD or something. And he's yeah. firing these now and he's seeing flashes of his daughter or he's seeing flashes of Cobra's dad or whatever. But they, yeah. they're completely unmotivated as well. They're in there purely for stylistic reasons and you don't manage to execute them. So they don't belong there. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And then, then we're straight back into the ridiculousness of it all. And, and you mentioned like how much they're having digs at Vince. And, and it's odd, really, because this is Vince McMahon's wet dream without a shadow of a doubt. And, and it's yeah. like he it feels like somebody in on we's writing staff just put this script together because straight away then we're over to the million dollar club yeah i bet they're honest upstanding folk aren't they the million dollar <laughs> club See, i mean fucking hell like yeah so again look i'll go with it it's fine but come on guys you can try harder than that the million dollar club really like Jesus. And this is the this is the first time you see it whereby um that might be the second time because you had it with Laurie right at the beginning. This is the first time where they go, right, we wrote this in nineteen eighty six. We now need to update it and make it modern. So we they can make a phone call. All of a sudden there are two people with, with flip phones. Yeah. Or like very early flip phones. Okay, that's fine. That dates us a little bit, but that now brings us out to the eighties quite nicely. Because no, no, it doesn't matter if he wrote it 10 fucking years ago. Um, so you get that and you get this whole sequence where he's playing the piano and he's showing off for all these dignitaries and people and all the corrupt motherfuckers he's got in his club. So that's all fine. It introduces our, our major villain because, you know, fucking Paddy O'Bosnian isn't really going to cut the mustard. And at this point, we don't know if he's still alive or not. No, because, because um, he might have been blown everybody up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, except he didn't fucking kill anybody. Um, so, yeah, so we get that. We you know it's come for me. It comes a little bit late. Um, yeah. They should be introducing him earlier, but I mean that's no, that's a that's a stylistic thing. Beat what no beat wise, it's a bit late, but that, whatever. So you get that, and we get this whole thing, and there's a line here where it's I don't pay you to tell I've tell written, me your problems. I've got I pay it you to solve as well. Them. Makes no sense. I, yeah, that I bounced a, off that it, straight away. Yeah. I was like, if, if I'm if I'm paying somebody, yeah, or if I, if I if I've got mercenaries out trying to go trying to gather twenty million dollars worth of weapons that I can now sell to the IRA, mm. that is my problem. Because yeah. if I don't deliver, I'm going to get kneecapped. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's not only that; the, the whole line itself is completely no, nonsensical yeah. because of because of where they put the emphasis. I don't yeah. pay you to tell me your problems; yeah. I pay you to solve them. Right. So you pay him to solve his own his own problems. Problems. That's what you've written. That's yeah. what you've said. Yeah. <laughs> I think what you meant to say was, I don't pay you to tell me your problems; I pay you to solve mine. Yeah, is what you wanted to say. Yeah, and that's not what you said, and it completely confused me, like totally threw me. <laughs> but then it's fine because we just gloss over it, and straight away then we're introduced to the fraternity of fighting men. <sighs> I mean, Jesus Christ! Yeah, fucking hell. I'm not, I'm I'm shit with names. I'll put my hand up at this. I'm shit with names. I know even I could do better than the fraternity of fighting men. Yeah. It makes them sound like some fucking old-timey British superheroes. It's like a fucking like civil, civil war reenactment group. Yeah, they should That's all be wearing 
monocles and like going around going put up your dukes yeah. <laughs> just slapping people with gloves that it's fucking ridiculous the fraternity of frightening fucking awful um and then again as if that wasn't bad enough then we we, we keep piling on the ridiculousness because we get back to our main bad guy then and he's training because we have to understand that he's a threat as well yeah and so just so that we understand that he's a threat and just so that we understand that he's a millionaire and doesn't give a fuck about anything he fences with broadswords yes i've got that Who the fuck like as if he's conor mcleod do you know what i mean like what the <laughs> fuck who fences with broadswords well i mean there's there's a sequence i can't remember which bond film it was i don't think it was the one that came out at the same time i think it was the one that came out in the early aughts with madonna in it but there's a sequence in there where they're fencing in a club and there's lots of sparring and lots of, sort of verbal jousting and stuff i get that that's i get why you would do something like that because it's it's a harmless way of putting them together. They're not going to injure themselves, but it's a way of putting them together. It's, it's something that Bond does very well. They, you know, they put they put Bond in with the main villain straight away, and it's like, look, I know who you are. I know you're a cunt, and I know yeah. what you're up to. Fucking stop it. Yeah, you yeah. don't know anything. You're 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 entirely mistaken. I'm a legitimate businessman. All this sort of shit. But you you get there's there's the action and the and sort of there's the pseudo violence around it. But it's you know it's not going anywhere because it's entirely harmless. This is no, I said this is fucking broadswords. With a guy who, so far, we've only seen as the guy who answers his phone. Yeah, all of a so, sudden. Yeah, all, all, all of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden, they're, you know, they're in fucking battle. So you get that, and then you get this trite thing about you know trying to win, trying to win when somebody's disadvantage is is you no, know, it's disingenuous or some shit like that. Well, fucking duh. But winning is yeah. winning. Yeah, I, and, 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 especially and when swords are involved. Yeah, and that doesn't tally with the whole millionaire thing anyway. But it's no. also like this is such a weird character beat. Like we've been introduced to him as. Bond villain's a good analogy here. Like he's some sort of, you know, outwardly sort of facing, you know, do-gooder millionaire philanthropist. Yeah. But, you know, internally he's in the fraternity of fighting men and he's evil. Yeah. And it, right, fine. I'm good with all of that. But then if he's that kind of classy, elegant dude outwardly, he would be fencing. Fencing is an elegant sport. Fencing yes. is something that you would understand that millionaires would do. And yeah, it's still pretty fucking badass. It shows you that he could use a sword. It yeah. doesn't have to be a broadsword. So that rubbed me up the wrong way. And yeah. what later rubbed me up the wrong way when we got to the end was I was waiting for them to sword fight all yes. the way through the fucking film then. Yeah, and that was it. Because they, 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 they very visually, you know, they, they, they'd set it up perfectly. Chekhov's sword right yeah. here. Absolutely. Uh, Never so, goes anyway. Yeah. So I mean you get that. And the other thing that bugged me with that is the whole thing about him you no know, being he's presented this sort of nobility, you know, the fact you don't you know you don't you don't swing for somebody when their back is turned, all this sort of shit. Then later on he hangs Hogan from a meat hook and is taking pot shots. Yeah. So hang on, what? It, it makes no sense. There's no consistency in this film whatsoever. Like no, it, none. it's it's the thing that annoys us the most really on this podcast, I think, and it's it's all over the place here, is that characters just taking 360 degree narrative turns for no reason whatsoever, other than, you know, this is what needs to happen now. It's almost like 20 people wrote this and they wrote a scene each and just stuck them together and nobody actually understood who the characters were. Um, and on that note, you know, I don't know about you, but when I've just gone postal and blown up half the IRA, and it's likely that they're on my back and I'm never yeah. going to get a payday ever again. So the first thing I feel like doing is going home and proposing to somebody that I've been with for 20 years yeah. and haven't been asked as of yet. Yeah. And worst fucking proposal ever, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. I really liked the proposal. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. I, I thought that scene was executed very well. It's just totally out of place. Um, <laughs> this should have happened before he went off at the start. 
Yeah, no, that would have made sense. And that would have made sense. Yeah, I mean, like, as I said, the, the, I'll agree. The execution is funny, but it's one of those you think, right, okay, well, given the fact this character isn't funny, and this, well, yeah. you know, the character isn't funny, he's not spontaneous, and he's no, he's not. He doesn't strike me as a great thinker outside of blow that up, go over there, shoot that one, pull that one's air out. Strategically, I'm sure he's brilliant, but he doesn't strike you as the most sensible person in the world. No, but the scene is carried again by Laurie. She yes. does fantastic work. Her reactions in this are excellent. The way yeah. she, the way she just starts to cry and then starts laughing and then hits him, and yeah. she just she hits all of the right beats, and yeah. it's really funny. I think it's, I think it's quite sweet. Really, really funny. Um, so she makes it work. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I, I stand by it. it. Doesn't it doesn't fit with the character at all because the character is not funny and he's no. not sentimental. No. I'm sort of, we've not seen anything that would lead you to think that actually that's the sort of thing you would do because if that's who the character is, she would expect that. Yeah, or she might not expect him to do that, but she would expect something, or she would know he would do something like that if he's going to do anything. It's not going to be the big fucking grand gesture with the down on one knee and the fucking you know the, the violins and all that sort of shit. It's going to be look, fucking no, marry me, don't I don't really give a fuck. No, it is yeah. a ring. If you want to wear it, wear it. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. that's who that's who we've been given. So all of a sudden to have this thing where he's like, actually he's thought about this. Yeah, and he's made no, he's making a point. Yeah, and it's telegraphed a mile off because you get the whole thing about them. No, in the first scene, she's no, it's it's business, and she's talking about his daughter, and she's talking about his job, and he can't walk away, and all that sort of stuff. And and she mentions, she specifically mentions about marrying her. Yeah. So you can see it coming a mile off. But it should have happened there before but he yeah, goes off on this mission, because yeah, then it makes like, sense for him yeah, to go. Like, no, I'm done. I'm yeah. an honest man. She's made an honest man now. Yeah. And, like, and again, at that point, that that type that proposal, that type of joke works really well. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to. No, I can't talk to you when you're like this. Just put that on and shut up. Yeah, yeah. And that's the type of thing you expect because that's where the character's gone. Then all of a sudden it's like, right, okay, well we've gone off and he's numb. As you say, they may, there would probably be repercussions. No, just just thinking logically. You know, you know. You, yeah, you you just blown up a fucking gun cache that belongs to the IRA. Yeah, it's worth like, twenty million dollars, as we are repeatedly told. Probably know, so, not a good idea to go and get married right now. You might be putting be, people in danger. To be fair, know? probably not the best idea to go home. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, go to probably. fucking Singapore. Or so, no, just go and hide. Let alone to then suddenly start looking for your long-lost daughter who you haven't bothered with for the last 20 for years. 20 but years, now, yeah. when the IRA are after you, now feels like a really good time to drag her into all of this, doesn't it? Absolutely. Well, it does. And we'll, we'll <laughs> come to it later on. And the, there was a bit that jarred later on with the dialogue where, um, and I'll, I'll, jump, I'll jump ahead and we'll come back to it, but the she then gets in, she inadvertently gets involved with our main Bond villain and she escapes and his first thing is, what did you do to make them come after you? Not thinking, hang on. Yeah, this is it, my fault. Yeah, yeah, I may not know I may not know that guy's involved at this point, but I've just blown up some gun runners and some really dangerous people. Now all of a sudden, there are people chasing you and trying to shoot you. Yeah. Hmm. Hang on a minute. What that must be I your do? fault. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. It, that's the whole problem with this film, is that single action just capsizes everything. I, I cannot have any sympathy for him. And then he's just repeatedly the most stupid motherfucker on the face of the planet. Like, say, like, okay, he goes on and proposes, and then he decides he's going to go looking for fucking Mary Kate. Like, yeah. you're just going to put her in danger. So anyway, nevertheless, go looking for her, he does. Um, and then the first place he goes, clearly a fucking drug den or of some description, clearly some sort of just strung out, just full of people. Well, no, he on. goes to the grandmother first, doesn't he? That's right, but she sends him then off yeah. to the yeah. fucking... To, well, a whorehouse drug den, whatever it's going to be. I think it's more of a drug den kind drug of thing. Den, yeah. Um, and, and the guy answers the door 
in a, in a pair of Y fronts with some flowers. Great look. Yeah. Like what, what what you're trying to say here? Like again, it's like let's stereotype an outwardly flamboyant drug addict just because why not? Because it's that type of film right now. And, oh, and, and by and, the way, let's make him black. Yeah, I was like, going to say just 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 in case you're not quite sure where and where you stand with him. He's a he's a drug addict. And he's black, therefore he must be evil anyway. Yeah, and he's he's most likely homosexual. Yeah, so, just just no, just throw that in there as well. So yeah, it just it, but it turns out he's not evil. He's all right. Um, but just again, horrible. It's horrible, horrible. I don't know why he even exists. To be honest, I don't know why this scene exists. Because it's the eighties. One of the worst fucking lines in the film, and there are some strong contenders here, but this is another one that just you know this rubbed me up the wrong way in the same as I don't pay you to tell me your problems. He sees. A girl who he thinks is Mary Kate. It's his own yeah. fucking daughter, mind you. I know it's been 20 years, but it's his own fucking daughter. And yeah. this girl looks nothing like her. But yeah. he sees a girl he thinks to be Mary Kate. And he says, Mary Kate, it's me, Ben Cutter. Yeah. Just <laughs> not, in case. Yeah. Not, it's me, Dad. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just in case, just on the off chance that you don't actually know who I am. Because it's I ben haven't bothered Cutter. you for 20 years. I'm Ben Cutter. But what who? If, you don't, if you don't know who Dad is... What makes you think she has a fucking clue? Who ben Cutter is? <laughs> yeah. So that what? yeah, I, I that that fuck? that did um, that did annoy me a bit because yeah, so this whole thing of yeah, we we've seen the picture of her and yes, okay, I know people don't um, as people go from children to adults, they, their faces do change, but there's still a fundamental bit which says, look, that kid has this shape face, this yeah. color eyes, and this color hair. Yes, okay, hair color changes, but fundamentally, your face does not change shape unless you put on like nine nine fucking thousand stone. No. You'd yep. still recognise somebody who was blatantly not your daughter, and she is yeah. blatantly not his daughter. Um, again, he was as close with that as he would have been with the drug dealer. Yeah, totally. Um, sorry, drug now, addict. Sorry. Yeah, for for those of you playing along at home, um, we're going through this, you know, pretty much as my notes are taken as I watch it for the first yeah. time, and Mark does the same. So at this point, I have written, I'm willing to bet a million quid Mary Kate is a stripper or a hooker. I've written it right. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, talk about fucking telegraphing. Like, yeah. So, again, okay. this, the, 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 the troubled childhood leads to a troubled adulthood and all this sort of shit. Again, it's, you're at the point, you're at 1998 now. This is a point where this this kind of shit is done. Um, yeah. You, ha you haven't had, as I said, this is probably the last of this type of film because no, they did become a lot more subtle and a lot more intelligent this, uh, after after this. But, even before this, there was a good couple of years where you didn't have this sort of shit, apart from in parodies like Hot Shots. Yeah, because we we realised yeah. how the narrative worked in this. You know, it, these sort of films died off. I mean, they, they died off around about Terminator 2, really, because that was yeah. the first time everything changed. Like, all of a sudden, we rewrote the rules of action films. Yeah. And then this sort of shit just fell by the wayside, unless you were Bruce Willis. And then you did it straight to video for the next five years. See, fucking striking distance and all of those. Yeah, he's still doing it, but they're no good anymore. At least they used to be good. <laughs> they used to be entertaining, yeah. Yeah, they used to be pretty good. Striking distance, I remember being. Maybe we should look at that on this podcast because I remember it being pretty good. Maybe was, I just thought it was cool because the, the um, Mercury Rising was the other one. Was that like about the same sort of time as? Yeah, um, at the same yeah. time, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so we're, we're digressing. Uh, maybe we'll put those on the list. Um, yeah. So willing to bet a million quid that <laughs> that she's a stripper or a hooker, and then we cut over to the scene with bad guys threatening Henry, the handler. Yeah. And I've written, and fair play to him, all right, they they double bluffed me here because I've written, Henry is clearly a dead man. Yeah. Just get the fuck on with it. There is far too little plot for this film for it to have taken half hour 
for us to get to this, to them well, killing Henry and Hogan going on a vengeance kick, which is where well, I thought we were going to go. Well, this is it for the second time. That was my thought as well. Is that no, yeah. the kid's going to die. He's going to go. He's going to go postal. Yeah, top's going to die. He's going to go postal. But actually, and you get this thing whereby you know, and it's a, it's a nice it's a nice uh, setup where it's like you know you've got this code. I appreciate that. Kill him. No, wait, wait, wait. I'll tell you what you want to know. Fine. Again, trophy is all fuck, but fine. I'll, I'll take that. So then he tells them, what's the next thing you do? You shoot him in the head. Yeah. But no. But they don't. You take him home. I told, I, I, hats off to them. They completely double bluffed me with this thing. They really, really did. Um, to the point where I've even written, holy shit, he sold them out. I didn't see that coming. Like, I, I, so- I figured he'd sell them out. I figured that, no, that he'd, no, he would be like, okay, so, no, because they're, they're, at that point they're threatening his life. So, yes, okay, he values his life more than more than the others. Fine, he's going to sell them out. But they're, but they're brothers and but they are brothers. his bond. But, and- he sold, but he sold them out. At that point, he's worthless. He yeah. is absolutely worthless to whatever his fucking name is. So shoot the cunt in the back of the head and get, be done with it. Yeah, but they don't. Um, but, they don't so- but, they, but they even give him a lift home. Yeah, I, so I, at this point, I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I think I kind of like it because you're going somewhere. I want to see where this goes now. I'm interested. Um, still think it's taking us too long to get here. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's an end of act one setup, really. Well, yeah, put a pin in that and hold that thought. We'll talk well, about I, I say, I, I, say I say act one. Was there an act two? Uh, or, was it just an, or was it just a clusterfuck of blowing stuff up? You got it. Um, put a pin in that because I've got notes about that later on. Um, so... Yeah, so so then that happens. My very next note is tits, and then yep, called it. She's a fucking stripper. Yeah. Um, so and then we get more flash cuts. Because my, my first thought with that actually was when 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 they went to the strip club and um, you, I thought you she got, was the barmaid first. Yeah, time. that was my first thing. Is that they she's she hasn't she hasn't sunk that she's low. She's not a stripper yet. Yeah, she's not exactly. a, she's not a stripper. Yeah, she's yeah. a bartender in in, in a strip in club. In a strip club. Yeah. So that was the thing I wrote down. Is that yeah. she's she's not quite there yet. And then nope, she's straight up. No, she's, she's straight on stage. Yeah, yeah. she's fucking And you get this really weird bit where before Hogan starts to look away. They they're locking eyes all the time, and it's it's against the way it's the way the cutting is. It's just that should be really awkward. Yeah, yeah. And you, he's looking at it, going, and it's almost it's almost like she, you know, she doesn't know who the fuck he is. Well, actually, no, she does because when in the next scene when he goes into the dressing room, she knows she exactly addresses who he is. him straight away. Yeah, yeah. But they're locking eyes, but neither is acknowledging the fact that they know who the other one is. There's no. nothing in there whatsoever, and then he starts turning away and pretending he's really uncomfortable, it's, probably yeah, because a, he's got a raging fucking hard on. Yeah, it's a little bit awkward, isn't it? And, and a little bit creepy because yeah, it should it needs, either be. It needs to be. It should be awkward, but it's not awkward enough. No, but, the, but that's what I mean. It's it's awkward in it's awkward for us as a viewer because because it's not awkward in the scene and not make, yeah, yeah and not making it awkward like it absolutely should be because she knows that her dad is watching her strip and he yeah. knows that he's looking at his daughter's strip, so yeah. that's odd and creepy and wrong but they don't play it like that at all he just carries on having his drink just turns away carries on having drinks and nothing is wrong and then my very next note someone is bound to get grabby here in a minute yeah Um, and and sure enough as if i I didn't even write it i didn't think i need to sure enough it's bound to be the handler the manager like it just has to be right so we'll get on that later on um but then yeah he goes to see her and stuff like that, and then the manager comes in, and there's this little setup about you know it basically es- becomes work and... it, it basically it's showgirls. Um, <laughs> they they literally rip the plot of showgirls um, and I'm sorry, stuff I'm it sorry, the, the what of showgirls. The plot there is there is a very very thin plot in showgirls more so than there is in this. Uh, but yeah, they they take that whole narrative device about the escort work. 
Um, yeah. Does this predate Showgirls? It's difficult no. to say because it's well, it might have been, it's probably written. It? It's probably written before Showgirls because yeah. this is written in nineteen. It must have been written about nineteen eighty six. It's dated nineteen ninety eight, but I don't think it is. That, no, so. I think that's that's when it was produced because you, you have mm. laptops and phones and stuff. But yeah, I think I think this was probably written a long time earlier, so it probably would be. If not, know. if not before, then certainly similar sort of time. I definitely got Showgirls vibes from it anyway. With, from with this whole... particular bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then the owner of the strip club comes in and says he's going to kick him out and stuff like that. And they have the, you know, she doesn't want to know him. He shouldn't be there. Yeah. So, and then it, like we get into, we get into Hogan's catchphrase for the movie. Um, and as bants go, like even by Hogan's standards, this is pretty fucking poor because because his catchphrase is don't piss me off. Yeah. Like, it's not exactly unique, is it? No, it's not exactly unique or catchy. It's pretty no. poor, in fact. The, the thing that distracted me most from that particular scene, where you no, know, he he gets the the um the owner's arm up behind his back and sort of you know, smashes him down to the bar and stuff. The the bodyguard is that Brutus Beefcake? Brutus Beefcake, yes, it is. I thought yes. it was like post yeah, accident. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is Brutus because I've I've written that here somewhere. I've just got it's a bit later on that is when they come back. You see Brutus. Well, uh, he's, he's in this scene because you get um. Well, he, he comes in the, the back of this He comes in the background and Hogan just twats him and walks off. Yeah, and then he, when they come in later on, he's the one with the gun. Yeah, he full, he full on gets a, a fight scene later on. Yeah. Um, I thought it was. I wasn't quite sure. I, I wasn't yeah, convinced. Yeah, it, well, I didn't check credits or anything, but I recognised him instantly enough to write yeah. down Brutus Beefcake. Yeah. Um, so, right. So, so yeah, you, I don't understand how, again, as a writer, you're thinking, right, he needs to have something, he needs a through line, it needs to be, like, if, if in this scene he just says, don't piss me off, and that's the only time he says it, that's fine, that works, but they make it a catchphrase, he says it two or three times throughout the film, yeah. don't piss me off, that's... Yeah, or what? Yeah, it's not funny, it's not clever, and then, even if that's what's written in the script, by the time you know you've got Hulk Hogan, if you don't have a catchphrase, he work. has some baked in, like, all you got, they're going to throw him out, he's just got to turn around and say, what you going to do? Done. Easy. <laughs> it's fine. You know, like it's no problem. <laughs> but yeah, don't piss me off. Awful. Yeah. Um, right. Then we back to Henry. There you go. Now he's dead. But again, not going to shoot him in the head. They're going to shoot him in the stomach, chest area, and then very carefully explain to us that it's going to take round about two hours ish. I think five, five, hour, to, five, five to six hours, I think they said. Five to six hours for him to die. Yeah. So, okay, fine. Shoot somebody in the stomach. It, it, it takes longer for him to die. I get that. That's, that's, that's well established. That's fine. I think it's about three days before we see the cut next, though. Yeah. but I mean, You look at the way yeah. the narrative goes. It's certainly overnight. Yeah. But they, they, they very carefully explain to us that he's not going to die. He's not going to die straight away. And just, just in case you weren't quite sure... He's sort of coughing and spluttering as if, oh, I'm going to walk it off. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and he hasn't he hasn't given anyone his letter either that says open this on death. So, you know, because they all must have one. So oh, yeah, he's presumably. He's clearly not ready to die yet. But it's, it's, yeah. it's good that they told us that, you know, because that might be important later on. Yeah, listeners. and, so, and so. now you know, fucking Paddy sure. O'Bosnia has been in and he's got Hogan's will with a picture of you know, little Mary, uh, Mary Kate, who's now 20 years old and looks nothing like the fucking photo. We're OK. We're good. We're back on track. Well, now, here we go then, because, yeah, my next note, okay, and I've written it like that, because that's how I was feeling at this point. <laughs> A, how can the bad guy, who's never, ever, ever seen her before, identify Mary Kate from a 20-year-old photo? Yeah. And B, even if he can do that, how fucking creepy can you get? He's in a strip club, looking at her strip, whilst identifying her... From a photo of her now, as a child. Surely, if you're 
if you're the proprietor or the security or the bar staff at that particular establishment, you've got a guy there watching a girl take her clothes off while looking fairly longingly and wistfully at a picture of a kid who's about six. Yeah, it's wrong. It's just wrong. That That's fucking red flags. That's alarm bells ringing going, hang on, there's, there's some sort of fucking nonce over there. Hang on, you want on. him out. Was this a Miramax picture by any chance? No. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> Please don't sue me. Harvey Weinstein's never been accused of being a paedophile. It just seemed to fit too well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was you know, accused and convicted of a lot of things. Else, but, you know, yeah, but not, he wasn't a nonce. Yeah. Well, that we know of. Yeah, that we know of. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, nobody said that he was. Just, uh, yeah, but I don't yeah. think so. But, uh, we'll but just, yeah, just leave here there. It, there's definite Jimmy Savile vibes from this. Oh, fuck. Like, yes. it's, this is horrible like i did a little sick when i watched this it was it was gross and it it gets worse from it. this is i said it jumped the shark earlier and it really did like it, it did it hasn't done much to pull me back narratively i'm kind of like i said i'm kind of hate watching this at this point now yeah but from here out this narrative nosedives to the point where i i was starting to feel like three six five days physically uncomfortable watching this at some yeah. points now it's horrendous absolutely horrendous so he has the photo um we have the quick talk in the back room with mary kate where she very quickly 180s on the fact that she's gonna go out for dinner with people um yeah. she's clearly seen showgirls she yeah. knows what's gonna happen she's gonna be famous if she does this um and then yeah but it's okay because for good reason so it's so her grandmother doesn't lose her house yes yeah it's, it's not fun. because fun. she's a whore yeah no no it's just to save granny yeah yeah it's absolutely yeah it's okay and Ab- justify the means it's fine yeah, totally, totally fine, totally fine. Um, and then Bruce Beefcake shows up because Hogan goes back there and we have a great big fight in the club. Um, fine. And again, some uh, shit-eating dialogue from, from Vinny, but it works. Yeah. It fits with the character. Totally fine. What I don't understand, though, is that prior to them going to the club to look for Mary-Kate a second time, yeah, Vinny comes to see uh, Hogan, Cutter. Cutter basically tells him, get fucked. Yeah. I don't want anything to Which do with Which he has you. told him all the way through. Yeah, why are you here? Get fucked. Vinny convinces him, look, let's go for lunch. Like, and, and, and Laurie I, I know, a great little says, place. Yeah, Laurie basically says, go on, fuck off. Go, get on my hair. Sick of the sight of you. You're not even married yet. And I'm fed up of you walking around in your fucking denim vest. Like, fuck off. So he takes him for dinner and they end up in the strip club. Why are they even there? What, what well, are there, they there are reasons there? why people go to strip clubs. I know, but they went for lunch. <laughs> what? I mean, how does this conversation go? Are they driving down? And, you know, Vinny's sandwich shop, he's going to take him to his shed. So Hogan goes, hey, I know a really good place around here. Yeah, my daughter uh, works for this great My daughter's place. a stripper. Do you want to come and see her tits? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it works like that. No. Like, but, but again, and again we, we've talked about this in, in, in things that, that we've written and we've been editing and things that we've looked at for other people and, and in other, other films and shows we've looked at. It's it's fine having time jumps, but you need you, you have, they have to be logical. Yeah, and this is not logical. How did no, they the, get there? And you get the impression it's like there's there's at least a scene, if not more, missing. Yeah, completely. I mean, it's like, really, they're going there because they want to have a fight with Hogan and Brutus Beefcake. Yeah. That's why they're going there. Fine, but then just I don't know, have them bump into him outside the sandwich shop and then be like, "Oh, you're the arsehole from the other day." Yeah. You know, because no other, there's no other narrative through line here other than they go to the strip club and have a fight. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did they get? I, like, I want to know what that conversation was. 
Like, well, yeah, cause, and, and and even the execution, you've the, the way they, they set it up, and it's obviously it's done for for comic effect, but they do the whole setup with the you know, look behind me and all this sort of stuff. Find you know they they get into the fight, but then uh, Vinny's on the floor straddling Beefcake and just twatting him in the face when he's clearly already unconscious. Yeah. Well, Hogan's taking on six other fucking dudes. Yeah, yeah. In his in his shirt and slacks at this point. Now. Yeah. He's yeah, because they went out for lunch. For lunch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's all fucking Miami Vice at this point. Yeah. Um. So, of course, Mary Kate's not there. Like, yeah, because she's it, gone off for lunch. They were going to see it. Yeah, she's gone off for lunch herself. She's gone off to entertain our main bad guy and some fucking Armenian dignitary or something. Yeah, I, I, you know, red flags everywhere. As soon as she goes, yeah. oh, he's going to be slightly late. Or yeah, he's held up at the airport. Now the other one fucks off. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go look around. I'm going to powder my nose. No. Yeah, fine, whatever. Right, look, it's it's horrible. It's creepy. We're we're clearly going towards him pressing his advantage. That's yeah. horrible enough. But I'll come on to that later on. That's where we're taking the character. So okay, you know, you can you can see him kind of doing this as a blackmail kind of thing, and I, that's why I'm thinking he's doing it at this point. Like, yeah, he's taking it. He's going to press his advantage. Maybe have a little bit of fun, but then he's going to kidnap her, and it's going to be Hogan's. No, 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 no. That's that's not good enough. No. Uh, because no, he has to rape her. Um, well, yeah. Because obviously he does. Because Hogan's what blown up his weapon guns. supply. Never met him. Has an irrational hate of the man. Like yeah, okay, he blew up your guns. Now I'm not sure our escalation goes. Okay, and I don't have a daughter to say that I can I can calculate this escalation. But I'm pretty sure blowing up guns and sending a business deal south doesn't equate to I'm going to rape your daughter. Pretty sure well, that's a, maybe it equates I'm, to I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. Yeah, but I don't I'm think going, it equates I, to I'm going to rape your daughter. Even, I think that's even, a whole nother level of fucked the up. The thing with that, even even if you say right, I'm going to extract my revenge. Yeah, no, okay, fine. He, he I'm probably going to no. Again, I've just lost twenty million worth, twenty million dollars worth of of IRA guns. I'm going to get killed myself. Hmm. It's your fault. I'm going to make you suffer. I'm going to kill your daughter. That I get. That, that tracks. That makes sense. Yeah. But and it's this whole thing, and you see it a lot, especially in late 80s, early 90s um, action films where it's like, what's the most heinous thing you can do? It is. And it's, but it's not It's not the most heinous yeah. thing you can do to a woman. It's it's what you are doing to a man by doing yeah. it to a woman. By doing it to a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're removing... You're, you're actually woman, removing... That woman then all, becomes a slab of meat. Yeah, you're removing all agency, all personality, all everything from this woman. She is literally... He is going to rape her just to get back at her dad. It's... Yeah. Oh my god! Like I, I literally, I, I joked about it slightly earlier on. I have literally written here. I think I'm about to throw up, and I felt like that at this point. And as if it wasn't bad enough, it's the line: "Resistance is like sugar on strawberries. It makes every bite just a little more tasty." Yeah. Right? Who wrote that? Where are they? Because they need locking up. They should be in some sort of program somewhere. This, this is not. This is not on, all right? This is just like, look, as a writer, sometimes, and as a general human being, okay, we're all adults, we can talk about this. Invasive thoughts are a thing. Invasive thoughts happen. Sometimes you can think something that is completely out of character for you and it will just pop into your head. It happens, right? There's there's actual psychological papers written about this. Most of us happen on this show. Yeah, invasive thoughts are a thing. If you're a writer, invasive thoughts can sometimes find their way onto a page. If you proofread this, and moreover, if this gets in front of a fucking director and producer, nobody gets to read that line and go, yeah, that's a good yeah, line. That does, yeah, that that. yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. And the other thing with it is, I mean, yes, I mean, the way he's from this point on, they change the way his character works, because initially he's 
a pseudo-psychotic businessman whose deal has gone south and he's going to kill somebody. He's going to fuck some shit up. I don't think generally that that automatically makes him a rapist. No, it really doesn't. It really, really doesn't. Um, I don't I don't know why he has to be a rapist. And that's no. the bit that's the bit that sticks in my maw. That's the again, if he's if he's a pervert, if, if it's established that this is who he is yes. and this is the character that we have. And look, I'm, I'm not excusing it. Right. There, there are films about rape that yeah. I will watch and enjoy is the wrong word, but. You can appreciate them for what they are. You appreciate for what they are, yeah. And I I mean, a a good rape revenge narrative is something I actually find really compelling. Um, Hmm. See Maleficent for everybody that hated it. Just dropping that right in there right now. Um, But when it's completely out of nowhere and out of character like this and unjustified, it's fucking a bit like this says nothing other than this film was made by a bunch of despicable human beings. Yeah. As you say, to, to reduce this character, this woman, to a tool yeah this is horrible yeah and, and they double horrible. down on it later on as well because i mean oh, yeah. I, I mean I'll, I'll again i'll talk about it now because it's it's kind of uh appropriate for what we're talking about not to talk about rape is ever appropriate but you know what i mean um but so you get the thing no, where, we, can, we can push past yeah. that you, 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 we yeah. can have we, yeah. and that's what i'm saying you can have discourse about rape and it's in a way it, it's healthy to do that as a society we should and we need to challenge those boundaries and so should our art but this isn't the way to do it no and, and I mean, they double down it later on where it's like, OK, well, it's a he, he captures Hogan. He's he's there and he's, he, he's torturing Hogan. He's like, I, I'm going to oh, we found the property. So we know where she is. I'm going to go finish what I started with your daughter in your bed, because oh. that makes it so. No, oh, okay, oh, yeah. You know, it's like, hang on. That's that's the measure of it. That's that's the measure of your character is that it raping her isn't bad enough. I, it's because I'm not raping her. I'm actually raping you. You it, yeah. I'm sticking it to you where you sleep, where yeah. you live. That is what this film is all about. There's more problems with that as well, just on a technical standpoint, since we're talking about it now. No, no, I'll talk about it when we get. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get. Um, but yeah, disgusting, just absolutely disgusting. And, and yeah, if this had been in his character from the start, and if this is who he was, and this whole film was actually about he's a mook, and for whatever reason he's detached from his daughter, and she gets involved. She happens to be a stripper and gets involved with this. And he hasn't blown all the guns up. And this yeah. is a thing. And all of a sudden, it's basically fucked up ransom. Yeah. Fine. All right. That's our narrative. And that's who this character is. And it's not just to get back at Hogan, you know, and he's he's the force for good here. And he's going yeah. in to save his daughter and to save doubtless, countless other girls. Yeah. All right. But that's not what this is. This is literally, this is just deplorable. It, it's despicable. Sorry, deplorable. This is despicable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, interchangeable, I suppose, but this yeah. is despicable, um, horrible, 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 horrible. I yeah, I, I let's move on. This is yeah. this is worse than Game of Although, Thrones. Actually, it did it, it did make me that because the way they handled it was no, it was again it's kind of laughable. Where he's done this thing of introducing this no again this uh, this Chekhov's Fabergé egg. And well, well like, that's my next note. Yeah. So let's so, talk about it. Yeah, it's worth a million dollars. So okay, her thing headbutt him, great. Oh, it's it's an, it's an obvious move, and you don't see it enough. But, you know, and where you get these you know, these scenes where people are forcing themselves on women, it's it, they're holding they're you're holding their arms down, so and you know that you're pinning them down so they can't fight you off. Yeah. Except you've got this big old fucking thing right here. Yeah, yeah, that they can headbutt. Yeah, yeah, and it's never used. It's the first time I've actually noticed it being used in a film. Except his nose doesn't explode because they're too fucking lazy with the budget. Yeah, and what? But it's not even the headbutt. What gets me is. And again, we we have to go back to the rape thing, right? He's so annoyed. 
he's so annoyed with this man that he's never met yeah. who's just made a business deal go south and with his money let's bear in mind yes 20 million but as he reveals later on as well like this is a drop in the ocean to him he's just yeah. really pissed off with a man he's never met essentially he's got a bit of a napoleon complex i think yeah um, and i think this is the thing with it is that it, you know, they need to make a thing all through it's not the money yes okay it's a lot you know 20 million dollars it's the money. principle it's the yeah. principle and it's the fact that this is going to get this is going to cause him problems yes at no point does he does it go hang on I've just sold twenty million dollars worth of guns. I've I've been given twenty million dollars, and I've not got any guns to give away. Exactly, that's right? a problem. Right. It's never dealt with as a problem. So, all of that though, right? It's never dealt with, but we're led to understand that he he has this burning passion now to exact revenge on this man that he's never met. He's become singularly focused yeah. to the point where he's going to rape his daughter. But because she happens to throw his million pound Fabergé egg up in the air, he'll run after it and let her go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, eh? Like two minutes ago, you were going to fucking rape her, mate. Yeah. Now your egg is more important. Yeah. This makes no sense whatsoever. Like none. Um. So yeah, that that's absolute nonsense. Uh. I you know I get that the egg is priceless, but he'd well, yeah he'd sacrifice it's, it if it, if it yeah. was that important to him he would sacrifice it. Yeah. You know. And then and then we've had the whole thing at this point as well with the um the, the flash drive on a. On a necklace, which we'll talk about that later on as well. I yeah, that, that. that'll come up. Um, so then we cut back to Kata, who's just finished, who's, who's now sort of debriefing at the club with yeah. with Cobra. And at this point, I'm watching it going, hang on a minute. Like, Kata has no agency in any of this. Nope, he, he has no well. clue where she is. He has yep. no purpose other than set these events in motion by going off the deep end and blowing up the guns. Yeah. He's done nothing. He's just running around reacting to things. I, I, I don't like what the fuck, you know, what the fuck? Um, yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. No. So then we ask about for a little bit and, and there's another shootout uh, at the house this time. Yeah, the grandmother's house, attempted, isn't it? There's an attempted hit. Yeah. And again, more of this shit I want because Cobra deflects a bullet with a frying, a frying pan. pan. That's uh, yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's stupid as hell. But I love it. Like I absolutely love that. He just plays tennis with the fucking bullet. I love that. That's yeah. brilliant. Um, and again, it's at this point I'm watching it going, hang on, aren't you supposed to be the IRA? Why are you dressed like a mafia hitman? Like what what is going on? Um then, but again, as if I'm not low enough with all of this, as if I haven't had enough, and as if I'm not already shouting at the screen going, This is disgusting and what have you. They've just won me back slightly with the frying pan. Hmm. But then we have the conversation about why is all of this happening? Yeah, what have you and, done? Yeah, Cutter literally says, I didn't start this, Laurie. Um, yeah. Well, you fucking did. Yeah, you did. This is all yeah, and, your fault. Again, yeah. there's, a, there's a really telling line from her, which is, uh, you, know, you have to have a war, even if it's on your own doorstep. Yeah. Really good, really poignant line. And he shits on it, but, oh, I didn't start it. Yes, you fucking did, you moron. Yes, you did. Yeah, you absolutely but, I mean, and at this 100% started this. Yeah, I mean, before that, I mean, we get the bit of the shootout at the house, at the house, and that's fine. And you get the whole thing where you know Cobra's an extra expert marksman with a pistol. We saw that early on; that works really well with the gun of the the shooting the driver and stuff like that. But I'm fairly sure you cannot drive down a busy street in the middle of the day in broad daylight, jump, climb out the window, and start shooting wherever the fuck you feel like it. Yeah, I don't think it works like that, does it? I'm fairly sure no, that doesn't quite pan out. And I'm also sure if that happens and they're shooting at you. You get out the fucking way. Yeah, you would. So, you would. I mean, that didn't track. So, you get all this stuff and he shoots the driver. That's fine. So, he goes up. So, Vince goes over, sees the driver's dead, and the gunman is there, face down on the dash. Check for a pulse. 
might be an idea. I mean, yeah. you you know, stick you're trained. Yeah. You're stick trained one in the back of his head. Killer. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double tap. Always double yeah. tap. You'd think That's he'd enough. know that. You'd, you'd think so, but he goes, oh, no, they didn't make it. How the fuck do you know that? So he turns around and walks away, and then they you know, they hear sirens. They jump. Oh, we got to go. We got to go. Fine. Yeah, not a problem with that. Except again, a, a car speeding away from a scene where presumably somebody's reported gunfire because you know why else would they be turning up with sirens blazing? Somebody speeding away from the scene. Yeah. That's kind of a, no. That's kind of a tell. Yeah, pretty much. Like you, you think they'd follow those cars. Um, so you or, or at least call it in or something. So then they go along. They you know, stick a little edit. You no know, tentative little edit side the window. Yeah, no, they're dead again. Check. Yeah. Do your fucking job and actually make sure. Yeah. And at this point, I'm not saying I'm not saying the copper should be shooting him, you know, should be picking him off, but you make sure the fuckers are dead. Yeah. He, he sticks his head in, little grin, turns away, and all of a sudden the two of them get shot. And blokey nicks the police car. Yeah. Again, there would be no the very nature of people is that we're nosy cunts. Yeah, we yeah, hear, all of us. We hear yeah. gunfire and gunfire stops. We're all you know, we're all behind the fucking curtains and we're trying to work out what's going on. At this point, the cars crash and the, the people have fled the scene. There's not going to be any more gunfire. I'm going to go out and have a look. Yeah. I'm going to have a nose. But nobody seemingly sees him steal this police car. Yeah. So we get that, and I'll come back to the police car at the end. I have a oh, problem yeah. with the police car. Uh, probably the same one I have, so we'll talk about so, it at the end. Yeah. So, But yeah, he drives off in the police car, takes a jacket off first because he can't possibly be driving in a suit. Yeah. Who does that? Um, and then gets in the car and drives away at high speed with the sirens on. As you would. As, as you because you know clearly you want to draw attention to yourself. Yeah, as, as you would. You'd, you'd obviously have your sirens on. Um, so right, so Mary Kate shows up like she's back home now. Yeah, back home. Um, and Hogan's gonna go look for Henry. We have yeah. again Cobra proving himself to be the absolute best thing in this entire film because his initial reaction on scene isn't okay. That's my best buddy's daughter. Got to keep her safe. Got to make sure everyone's all right. This instant reaction is, your daughter's I'm fucking hot. That. Yeah. I'm having that. <laughs> and he gets he, away with he, it. He might as well just say dibs. Yeah. And like, but he gets away with it again because it, because of his delivery. He's just so low-key yeah. charming about it. He absolutely gets away with it. And again, you know, in, in, a, you know, in a logical world, Hogan has him by the throat against the fucking wall. Yeah. Yeah. But it's you not know, All the shit he's just been through to save this girl. Yeah. Uh, and again, we'll come on to... Um, uh, to to Vince and Mary Kay later on, so yes, yeah, so we get that. And at th- but at this point, they've gone back, and Laurie's taken and shown her to a room, and she's gone to bed. She's had a sleep, and gets up. They say good morning to her. So that so night has passed. Just the next day. They say good morning. Next yes, day. Yes. Good point. Vinny's yeah. having breakfast. Do you want some pancakes? Oh yeah, great. So we have the whole bit and all this sort of stuff between them. And then Hogan comes down, and Vinny backs off. I'm going to find Top. So at this point, that five or six hours has been at least twelve. Yeah, but it's but, a good job that they told us that he would survive for a good couple of hours. Yes, and it's an even better job that Cutter manages to get there just yeah. before those couple of hours are up. Yeah, that's. Can you imagine that the heart? No, can you imagine how heart- heartbreaking it would be to get there and he's already fucking dead? Yeah, because he doesn't have time to dump that that crucial that nugget on him. of exposition. Yeah. Now, now, here's the thing. Though. So he fortunate. Dumps, he dumps that crucial nugget of exposition and Cutter puts all the pieces into place. And Cadden now knows what he needs to do. And Cadden yeah. now has his mission. Do you know what we call that in writing terms, Mark? We Bullshit. call that the start of Act Two, is what we call that. <laughs> and we are. We're now... an hour and change into this at this point, aren't yes. we? Yes. Act One, I've written here, has taken an hour. Yeah. A fucking hour. We've skipped a bit as well, which I've just seen in my notes. And um, 
I, I had to pause and text you at this point because I'd been laughing so much. When they get this, they get the necklace home, and she, you know, she and she, they give it to, to Laurie because she just happens to be a computer expert. Because you know, why not? Because that came out in nowhere. Yeah, she recognised this one earlier on. When that, when Vince turns IT. up, and she, yeah, I need to go into town because the server's playing up. I've got to go and do this. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2020, I accept that. In 1998, no, 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 no fucking way in hell. You need to so, be a proper fucking networking expert in 1998 yeah. to even know the word server. Yeah. Like, so. We we move away from that. So, but she recognizes this as a flash drive. Now, again, flash drives in 1998 weren't really a thing, but no, they they were around, but they weren't they weren't wide no they weren't widely in use until about 2001 2002. They no, they they yeah, were no, yeah, they yeah, were you're th- probably right. Yeah, you're they were a right. thing. Like, I I mean yeah, yeah. I. I had my first MP3 player around about 1998, but that was on little micro SD memory cards rather than a flash drive. So yeah, I think you're right. Probably a couple yeah, flash of years. Drive, late. Flash drives were, were late. They, they yeah. were a thing. I'll kind I'll kind of go with that. So she plugs it into her laptop and they they copy this file. Now the name of the file and oh the, sorry the file path I've got it written down <laughs> is c colon slash secret file dot doc. Yeah. Now bear in mind it's no it's not as if this flash drive would have been so full they had to make it easy to find because at this point flash drives would have been about the same size as a floppy disk. You'd have got one fucking file on it. Yeah. I mean he, he talks later on it's about it's a spreadsheet with all the all the numbers and all the banks and all the money and all the rest of it. Spreadsheet that you're probably talking four meg. It's not as if that thing's going to be fucking full. Do you know what I can't understand about this? Um, is I can see how in even a final, or well, not quite a final draft of a script, but in a draft two, draft three of a script, that happens. I will do that. I'll be struggling to think of a name for something. I'll, I'll, object, I'll fix it later. In, I'll fix it later. I'm going to put in here, secret file. And I'll put it in, in massive, great, big, chunky capital letters in bold so that when I'm redrafting, I don't miss the fact that I haven't yet named Yes. my secret file because i don't want to waste two hours thinking of a name for a secret file when i can be finishing structure in my so yeah. i get that i don't get how it gets in front of a fucking camera and nobody well, somebody's goes, had to go make that file yeah and somebody doesn't go shouldn't we call this like something, it would yeah, something have a, more, a code name yeah like it would be called like holiday picks do you know what i mean yeah or even if like you that. said not right we're going to call it 2608-3 yeah because it means nothing other than it's a file. Yeah, exactly. But no, secret file, which they secret need a password fucking, yeah. to crack. Yeah, because again, that's not this is 1998. Well. <laughs> but again, and you had this thing which you get in, in lots of films in the 90s, where which involves some no, non-technical hacking and stuff, where you get these massive screens that say, password denied, password denied, password denied. That doesn't happen. You get a fucking, you get a dialog box pops up saying access denied once. Not big, yeah. bold fucking letters running all over the screen. No, because somebody would have had to go and program that, and it's a waste of fucking time. Yeah, and if you're going to do it, Jurassic Park's a thing by this point, so yeah. let's just have ah ah ah. If you're going to do it, yeah, do it. Like go for it. If you're going to do it, right? Um, so right. Anyway, Act One finally. Yep. Is done. Now, now we have our mission. Now we have our quest. Now, we know what we need to do. Now we understand how we reset the status quo. So by this logic, this film should be four fucking hours long. Exactly right. So, although at this point we've got about thirty-six minutes and change left to go. Yeah, right. So it's still too fucking long. This film should be. If this film was seventy-five minutes, eighty at a push, I'd go with it. I'd, I'd, I'd roll. You go with. You go with. I think the, the issue, the thing there is that in order to make it that the, the amount of the chaff you'd have to cut out would actually serve the story well. Yeah, that, that that's the thing. So, like you could. So cut, you could actually make it a lot tighter and a lot neater yeah, and actually have a reasonable story out of it. It'd still be I, I bullshit, would, but no. Yeah. But but you could go with it. Like 
fine right yeah i mean i'll be honest the daughter is completely i've talked about why like i don't want to rape and stuff obviously but she's completely superfluous to this plot she's no reason for her to be here we can get rid of all of that this can be a straight up vengeance mission or you can cut that side of it and have it be a straight up i'm protecting my daughter but they're both yeah. together it's almost like we're trying to do some sort of character study it's almost like somebody wanted to make rambo with hulk hogan and they didn't quite commit yeah you know um anyway Act one's over. Um, my next note is just Cobra struck quickly. Hey. Because he's Cobra. Get it? I should be writing this. Honestly, I'm funnier than these guys. I think. Syphilis uh, is funnier than these guys. Yeah, the funny syphilis is. Um, so, okay. Cutter goes and performs an all-out assault on the mansion. Yeah. Goes for it. Again, in his, in his slacks and button-down shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Just full on busts through the door as well. There's a full on incredible. Well, well, this is this is the thing I don't get with this, right? And I've I've got another point in my notes. I'm not sure if it's before or after, so we'll come to it in a second. But so we get this thing where he's all sneaky and stealthy, and he creeps up on fucking Savio Bosnian. He sneaks up, climbs up the wall, stealths the guy, breaks his neck, and then kicks the fucking door in. Door in. I know. Oh, hang on. What? Why did you do that in the first place? Yep. Don't don't get what's going on. Um. But of course, he ends up getting himself captured. Yeah, no, actually, uh, the, the capture bit I really like is the whole bit about no, you, I think you made a mistake. Everyone turns up, no, I didn't, and he twats him anyway. That I yeah. really that's that sits with the character we had earlier on. Yeah, no, no, the no nonsense. I'm no murk, dead, no deadly weapon, all of it. That I re, that works and that fits with what we've had so far, except the bits where it doesn't because they don't know who the fucking character is. Yeah, said, yeah, yeah, never met him. Don't know what's going on. Um, but he gets captured. And then, yeah, you mentioned about doubling down. I, like, this is where it happens. Now. He's tied up. They take some pot shots. And he threatens to rape Cutter's daughter and soon-to-be wife now. Yeah. He, he, he's going to rape both of them. Yeah. In his own bed. Yeah. The response from Hogan, you bastard. Not an appropriate response. No, really. no, no. It's touch them and I'll kill you. Yeah. Or I, will, just, I, I have a very special set of skills. I will find you and I will kill you. Yeah. Or, you know, just incomprehensible rage sounds, whatever yeah. you want. And, and Hogan's great at those. Just yeah. Hulk up at this point. I know he's chained up, but just have yeah. him hulk up. Just like, fuck, have him break out and wag the finger. Right? Yeah. Done. You've instantly redeemed yourself. Yeah. No. In fact, no, he should do that later on when he goes yeah. to save him. Just bust in and wag yeah. the finger as yeah. he's striding towards him. Uh, yeah. We've instantly improved this film by a thousand percent just by doing that. I did um, that by turning it off. I, so, but I don't understand, and this is a thing in most of Hogan's films, very rarely does he use his wrestling manoeuvres. And I don't know whether that's because Hollywood was being a bit snooty about wrestling perhaps in these days. But like, The Rock pretty much pulls the eyebrow in everything he's in. But the thing is, I mean, yes, Why can't Hollywood Hogan wag the finger? But you're right. There was, I mean, there's less of a stigma around it now. I mean, professional wrestling or sports entertainment at the time, it was no, it was the redheaded stepchild. You didn't want, yeah. you didn't admit to watching it. No, it was that sort of thing that no, you didn't want to acknowledge it. Except the reason this guy is known around the world is because he's a professional wrestler. Yeah. These are the people you're trying to sell this movie to because they're the ones who are going to drag their dads or they know the kids are going to say, I want to go see this movie, this Hulk Hogan movie. The, no, the, 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 the 18, 19, 20-year-olds are going to be dragging their girlfriends to because they want to go see the Hulk Hogan movie. Lean into it. Embrace it because that's your demographic anyway. Absolutely. No, everybody knows they're not getting Stallone or Schwarzenegger in this. They're getting Hulk fucking Hogan. Yeah. So I use mean, it. Yeah. And you look at them, as, as we've gone on, I mean, some of the WWE films and things like um, oh, the fucking one that Cena was in the first one he did, not the Marine, the other one. Um, but a lot of the early stuff they did, they, they again, they, they was like they were trying to stay away from that. They're trying to make these action films without embracing the fact that they've got wrestlers in them. Whereas by the time you get to, um, I think the first one that really lent into it was um, when Kane did Cena Evil. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he was choke slamming motherfuckers through the floor yeah. because that's Kane's move. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense to do that. If yeah. you think all the way back to to um, Scorpion King, and yeah. I'm not pretending it's a good film, and I'm not pretending CGI rock was a good idea. All right. <laughs> But, you know, those of us who were in professional wrestling, like, yeah, the movie was good anyway, so we're going to go and watch the sequels. But yeah. the whole thing with The Rock being that film was he pulled the people's eyebrow. Like, yes, it yeah. was a really bad CGI Scorpion Rock, but he turns the camera and full on yeah. does the people's eyebrow. And I'm like, well, yeah, that, that that's CGI thing sucks, but it's The Rock. Look, yeah. he even done the eyebrow. Like, that's what we're in for, you know? And he's done it ever since. Like he hmm. he doesn't shy away from doing that, and he shouldn't. And and neither should Hogan shy away from this. Like the film would be improved a thousand percent for me as a former Hulkamaniac. Um, I say former not because I hate him now, even though he's a despicable human being, just because you know former because I was a kid. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but to get back to this, you bastard is not an appropriate response. No, right? that's you killed Kenny. That's not I'm going to rape you while yeah, you go. And especially his delivery as well, which is which is terrible. It's pathetic. Um, he's a beaten dog at that point, except he's not. You know, Hogan is famous for not selling things. Why all of a sudden does he decide to sell this? Well, I'm not being fair. I said this in every fight scene he has in this film, he no sells. Anytime he takes a punch, he no yeah. sells it. Even yeah. when he's throwing punches, he's no selling them. Yeah, but here all of a sudden this one it. this one scene where it's no well and I said his response is entirely right. His response should be, I will fucking kill you. I will fuck you up. I will cut bits off you and feed them to the dog. Yeah. That is the appropriate response to I'm going to rape your daughter and, and your soon to be wife. Not yeah. you bastard. Yeah, it's terrible. Right. So and my my American accent was better than Hogan's there, I've got to say. <laughs> right. So that's bad enough, right? I've already questioned yeah. in this. Like yeah. no, send his I... wife, that's terrible. You bastard is terrible. But as if that's not bad enough. Follow this train of thought again with this dialogue. Yeah. Right. He threatens to rape his wife and his daughter in his own bed. He says to him, I'm going to do it in your own bed. Yeah. As he's leaving, he turns to his henchman and says, keep him alive until I get back. I want him to watch. Yeah. Right. But what? so what he you've missed a bit there. So he did say he was going to bring the daughter back, but not the wife. So that's not in Cutter's own bed then, is it? Well, no, what he said is he was going to do it in his own bed and then he was going to bring her back and do it there. But then so he's the wife... going to rape her twice. Yeah, and he was also going to rape the wife, but not bring it. She wasn't going to make the return journey. Oh, now, what that... going to kill the wife. Yeah. Now, what that says to me is this dude's going to go... Like, oh, this, this, this guy's got some stammer. He's going three times. Yeah, and I mean, he's an old dude. Like. Yeah, and with an audience as well, you know, a little stage fright and the rest of it. Yeah, uh, I, I completely bypassed that thing because to me, it just sounded like I'm going to rape him in your bed or, and stay here because I'm going to bring him back. So yeah. I, I just had visions of him just pulling up in a U-Haul. Do you know what I mean? Let's get the bed in. Yeah, bring the mattress in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, this way, to me, to me, to me, to me, to you, to you. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got him just dangling in the back of the truck. Yeah, hanging off um, the hook. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing I've, I've got now before this bit where, and I'm, I think it's before um, we see him get captured. So we get this thing back at the house with uh, Vince and Mary-Kate. Now, again, bear in mind, less than 24 hours ago, somebody tried to rape her. Mm -hmm. He then forces his tongue down her throat. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Because, but... that, no, and, and I mean, I've, I've said this in things before, and we, we've come across this before, and I've said this in real life as well, because there have been issues where um, rape victims have then been raped by police officers straight mm -hmm. afterwards. Surely somebody who's just been raped is not really primed and up and ready to go and shag the bloke she just met 
a couple of hours ago. You'd have thought not. Um, but I might I, be wrong. Having never been raped, I don't know. But I was going to say, like, you don't know how that works. Maybe there is a maybe there's a, a victim mentality in there as well. Maybe there's Stockholm syndrome. I don't know. Problem is, this film isn't smart enough to approach any of that, so you can't ask those questions. Yeah, and, it's just, you know, it's just, he, he just he start he make he pays her a compliment. She sort of looks at him as if he's a fucking idiot, and he goes, "Oh fuck it," and sticks his tongue down his throat. Hang on, what? Yeah, surely you're getting head better than me, or needing the bollocks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'd or think a so. frying pan or something, because you know frying pans weapons. Yeah. But he's a he's the good guy. Remember, he said he told us right back at the start, we're the good guys. Just fine. Um, so yeah, Hogan gets dispatched on his mission, goes out for vengeance, goes out to save his daughter, has to go and take this guy down, makes a good fist of it, yep. and fortunately gets captured. Yeah, because there's about a million of them. Yeah, which is fair enough. Captured. That's, no, that logical hasn't yeah. happened anywhere else in the film, but logical that happens now. Yeah, fine. Just captured, gets gets chained up, Me, and he yeah. gets told Me, shots. Yeah, yeah, fine. Is told that they're gonna rape his wife and daughter. So, and he's broken. He calls him a bastard. He's at his lowest ebb here. He failed. Do you know what we call that, Mark? That's the end of Act Two. Act Two took us ten minutes. I was gonna say four. <laughs> ten minutes. Now. Um, yeah, Listen, that, you, I mean, you might be listening to us, and I appreciate not everybody understands story structure, the way they, or at least in the way that we pretend to, all right? But just to break it down very simply for those of you listening that, that don't understand, and I don't mean some patronizing here, I'm sure you do if you listen to us, but just in case you don't, just to, to sort of give you the primer here. Generally, the meat and potatoes of your story, the bulk, two-thirds of your runtime is going to be act two. Yeah. That's where everything happens, all right? Act one, set things up upset the status quo act two hero goes off on his quest to do everything he can to win the day and reset the status quo and it's normally going to end with him at his lowest point so that in act three he can rise like a phoenix from the flames and emerge victorious so you just pump it up your threat all the way through act two until he fails and then act three hero's going to win all right there's a very basic quick breakdown for you there there's a lot more to it than that but but so it really, really fucking threw me for a loop when we've got an hour-long first act, 10 minutes of second act, and then about 25 minutes of act three. Yeah. And like, this is so fucked up. Like, how did yeah. anybody look at this and go, yeah, that's a coherent story. That works. That's pacey. That's snappy. Yeah. Yeah. And what? It, yeah, it, it makes no sense. And on a, a slightly less technical, uh, structural point of view, you've got the um, the guy who was, you know, who escaped in the police car, he's not fucked up anymore, so he's, he's cleaned himself up, that's all fine. And he's telling you, know, he kicks everybody out, he's got the sort of the broadsword back, because, you know, again, we've seeded it, so yep. you know, might as well use it. He's Check got the broadsword, broadsword. and he's, you know, maybe I'll cut, I'll take your eye, maybe I'll take your nose, or maybe I'll cut your throat, maybe I'll take your man parts. Who the fuck wrote that? Now, bearing in mind as well, this is a film where, oh, and, and we've glossed over the actual ultimate weapon as well, haven't we? Because I got sidetracked by the rape. He does yeah. demonstrate to Ketter that he has yeah, an the, actual the ultimate, the devastator, he calls yeah. it, which never gets used. Yeah. Ever. And, and this is the th- this is another thing. So what's the point? He's, he's a gun runner, and uh, they've got all these guns around, and he's like, right, okay, I've got these little hollow point things. They're they're you know they're shallow tip. They don't they don't do no they don't do a lot of damage. They hurt like fuck. They don't make any noise. Then I've got the devastator. Okay, fine. What are you gonna do with that? I'm gonna shoot a pig carcass, and blow it to the big fuck. Yeah, and then never talk about it again. Now again. Here's a third potential plot thread here where if this had been set up in Act 1, what was in that cache that Hogan blew up? The Devastator. Oh, but actually, he didn't blow up the Devastator. He kept the Devastator. The problem with that is that's Lethal Weapon 3. Yes, it is. But that doesn't mean it doesn't work. 
yeah no absolutely not a very good film disclaimer but no no three's all right no three's all right right. four is the bad one four's crap yeah yeah four's the bad one four's the one with the triads isn't that Yes, yeah, that's the sh- yeah. yeah, that's the shit one. Yeah, three, yeah. three's three was my first lethal weapon film actually. Yeah, yeah, three's fine. Three's 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 the one where all of a sudden there's more Joe Pesci than there is anything else. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's fine. Three's fine. It's not as good as not as good as two, but it's fine. Yeah, um, but you know, so again, that's the thing. We've got these these weapons on the street, which all of a sudden are far more dangerous yeah. than your average gun. Yeah, so again, okay, use that. Go with yeah. it. Plot thread there, right? So we got three separate plot threads. We got three films here. If you wanted it, you could have the fucking. Ultimate Weapon Trilogy, if you wanted it here. Well, I've got nothing to write in December. Let's do it then. <laughs> Why not? Um, <laughs> right, so so there's another plot, but it just gets jettisoned completely. Like, yeah. fuck it, it doesn't matter. We just wanted to sh- well, show that, off. That was, and the, this pick. was the thing, is that when you get that, you know, the, the whole setup, and again, the way I'd have done this, is that, right, okay, the next time you see him, he's up, he's up on his meat hook, his arms are up, and he can't, oh, fine. Next to the pig says, bring in the Million Dollar Club. Yeah. They're there to take pot shots at him. Give them the crappy little bullets, the, you know, the, the, you know, the hip buster or whatever you call it, the joint buster, whatever you call it. They can take pot shots at him, miss because they're all fucking, you know, they're all governors and senators and all the rest of it. They're not used to handling guns. And then he breaks out and says, like, yeah, okay, those, that's the toy one. Have a look at this. And then he blows the living fuck out of the pig carcass. Yeah, do something with it. Now they're all impressed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the whole million dollar club. That thing, no, that thing didn't pay off either. You can, you can hark back to that here. You go, Look, I've got you know, special assembly of the million dollar club. You know, we've called you all here today because we have got some fucker we can shoot. You yeah, know, give it something, give it some credence because then at that point, there's more of an. You know, yes, okay, he's in peril. He's been captured. He's chained up. All the rest of it. Make it worse. Double down it. Make it. You no, know, make this the most desperate situation he's ever been in. Yeah. Because well, then the stakes are that much higher. Yeah, exactly. But we don't. We just flesh it no. away. Um. So on we go with Act 3. Now he's now got to break himself out and get back and save his family and his best friend. So meanwhile, Cobra's sort of set up in the house, just defending everybody. And and the girls are like doing their best as well. So we've got, right, fine. The the structure for Act 3, fine. I don't really have any problems with Act 3 other than we haven't had an Act 2 before it. And I'm not actually sure what story we're trying to tell. From well, that that's, one, that's but... the thing, and I mean, you get some nice moments in here, it's like when when he's you know, he, again, he's there, he's they're all worried about um about Hogan, and it's like, oh, where have you been? Oh, just doing stuff, because yeah. that doesn't sound shady at all. Yeah. Now you know what he's done because we we saw again right at the beginning when they go on the assault, he sets up trip wires and fucking you know, bombs and shit like. That. So we know that's coming. Yeah. But just again, yeah. oh yeah, don't you worry about it, little lady. It's all fine. Yeah, I've got it. Pat sorry. you on the head and fuck off. You know. Yeah, I've, I've got it covered. I've got it covered. Yeah. Yeah, men, um, men will sort it out. Just you, 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 you sit there and darn some socks. Yeah. So, right. Okay. So Hogan then shows up to save the day as well. There's an assault and, and Cobra's managing pretty well. He gets he he gets clipped, but yeah. he's managing okay. Yeah. Um, so can I can I ask as well, right? So Hogan escapes. Now, they're on this compound. Presumably, they've all got fucking vehicles. Why does he go back to the multi-story and get his own car? Get his own car. I'm right. Yes, I didn't know. I, I was like, why, where did his car come from? Yeah, where where um, all of a sudden he's, 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 in a, no, he's in a multi-story with a barrier that he can drive through. Yeah. In fact, what, before, where did that come from? Yeah. Before he escapes, we, we have actually skipped. I've just realized we skipped another couple of bits as well. First of all, uh, during the house assault, there's a point where the two girls are, are in, the, in the basement. Yeah. And I think it's Laurie says to Mary Kate, stay here. And she gives her a gun and says, take this and cover my back. <laughs> and when, then she fucking walks off. Which one is it then? Stay here or cover me? Which but one? not only that, it's, it's, stay, it's cover my back. So she immediately turns around and fucks off the other way. <laughs> no. It's like, what the fuck? 
So yes, yeah, so we had that, and we've also skipped over the bit where the um the, the henchman's going to cut off Hogan's man parts, and he managed to do some sort of Hurricane Rana shit and send him headfirst into a pillar well, drill. It's because it's because now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we get the PTSD that we should have had in the helicopter at the start and should have been plaguing him all the way through. Yeah, we get PTSD. Um, but it makes no sense because all of a sudden now there's this PTSD and we flash back to when he was younger with Mary Kate as well and it's like they, it's almost like they're trying to suggest there's some form of redemption here like this time he's not going to let anything to happen to her he's going to push yeah. through it except unless I missed this in the opening because I was distracted by the 4 by 3 in his hairline we don't really know what happened there in the first place do we? Well I, I read it there's a dream because yeah the, because if, if there's something had actually happened, a if what happened there happened, he'd have been shot in the face because that's how they ended it with the noise and him waking up. Yeah. So it's, so so he's dreaming there, but why would he be in the middle of the fucking Viet Cong with a little blonde kid? Yeah. Right. So so even if that is the case, we've only seen it once before. So to suddenly yeah. bring it back here as some sort of PTSD, and yeah. now he's going to punch through it. Yeah. But again, if you're going to use it, even if you don't show it, talk about it. Use you know have yes. some allusion to it at some point. Yeah, but anyway, it's enough to get him to hulk up and escape with, yeah, some weird hurricane runner that you would never be able to do, but he manages to do it. Um, even even in his prime, his dodgy fucking knee wouldn't let him do that. No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> and then we get the delivery of, I lied. Arnie, he's fucking not. No. So don't don't go stealing his lines. But and I, especially I, I, not from fucking Commando, where no. you're almost doing it here. Well, this is it, and I mean, the, the, I mean, before that, we get the whole thing about the um, the bouncing Betty, which is the stupidest oh. thing of fucking bomb I've ever heard. Right now, now, yeah, okay. but the bouncing Betty thing, I like. I, I like it. Seen in at the start. In, yeah, put that in somewhere around the beginning of Act Two. When, when he's in when Act Two should have been. Yes. Yeah. When they're Have all in something. the barn. Oh, don't step there. Don't, that's yeah. a bouncing Betty. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Oh, oh, fuck. Don't move. I'll. I'll need to tell you what that is. That's twenty-five, thirty, possibly forty minutes into the movie. Yeah. That's introducing a threat that we can then we've got enough time to forget about before you use it. Yeah. Oh, actually, before yeah. So there's that. And before we get to I Lied and the Bouncing Betty as well, I can't believe I've glossed over this. The mirror, the, the yeah. fucking sniper rifle with the <laughs> yeah. Love it. So absurd that I love it. Yeah. But but Cobra's been tagged. He's down twice he, at this point. He's once yeah, in the leg, once in the arm. I mean, he's, he's fucked. He's absolutely... Although, my, my note is that these commandos have been trained by stormtroopers. Yeah, because they can't fucking shoot. No. Yeah. Uh, so, so he's fucked. He's lying on the floor with his fucking sniper rifle. Yeah, back to the dude and everything. Back to the dude, but he's broken the mirror off the fucking car. And, he's and I, I, I spot... I, 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 I telegraphed it because I saw him... When he fell... It's, he grabs the mirror. He grabs it, and you think, oh, yeah, it's his last time. thinking, there's nothing There's nothing that fucking subtle in this film. No. <laughs> it's, no it's, that's got, there's got to be a reason for that. And when you see the guy approaching, he's like, yeah, he's um, he's using the mirror to pick him off, and straight away he does it. turns around with a shit-eating grin on his face, and he's balancing a sniper rifle on his fucking banged-up leg. And again, I'm fairly <laughs> sure that I'm fairly trigger. sure sniper rifles are long, and there's quite a lot of recoil on them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, he'd break his fucking hips. <laughs> Like never, never mind the fact they're not gonna like you shoot somebody with a sniper rifle at that close range, like she's just gonna explode him. Like it's a high velocity round. That's the point. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't fuck all about ballistics, but I, I've been taught enough by games and action movies that no, you don't shoot someone with a sniper rifle at point blank range. That's not how they work. Well, I mean, we've seen another thing as well with um, longbows and shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you just I can't remember what it was, but we talked about that before. It might have been in the name of the king. I think it was um, in the name of the king, yeah. But yeah, no, again, long blow, long blow from three yards. Yeah. So not yeah, that, really gonna work. 
fucking hilarious. Um, but then, yeah, we get the bouncing Betty thing because, first of all, um, Hogan shows up, does his thing, shows up in the Jeep, takes everybody out on his own yeah. uh, and, and gets into the barn and Mary Kate steps on the bouncing Betty. And so then we get the discussion about the bouncing Betty and how he yeah. disarms it. All good. And if that yeah. had happened at the start, yeah. if Laurie had stood on it in the start, maybe, and he'd be like, yeah. oh, no. Or if Cobra... Cobra's the ideal person. When Cobra shows up to yeah. take him for lunch, and Hogan's like, leave me alone, and they wander into the barn, and then Cobra steps on it, and he's like, now look what you've done. Yeah, that's yeah. you, you dopey twat. Fucking, I've, now I've got to disarm this because of you. Because of you, you fucking idiot, right? But anyway, for whatever, they do seed it, and then yeah. um, the bad guy comes in, and he gets manoeuvred. She, Mary Kate manages to manoeuvre him onto the bouncing Betty. Yeah. Now, I get that he stood on the bouncing Betty now, and I get that all right, he's like he's thinking he's done for, but he's got enough of his own guys on the way, yeah. and he's still holding a gun. Yes. Why does he allow Hogan to start waxing lyrical and take his? Why didn't he just shoot him? Yeah, there you go. Like, yeah. As, as I sort of written down, is that yeah, okay, he's he's on the bomb and now he's fearful for his life. Okay, fine. Doesn't know how big a bomb it is. The 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 conversation we so we know how big it is. Where as soon as you shift your weight or step off it, it's going to leap up three foot in the air. Yeah. And take your legs off. Yeah. Which is not fucking happens when it goes off, by the way. Just you no know, bringing that in now. But okay, so he doesn't know that McBride, I think his name is, I've written down here. He doesn't know that, so he thinks it's a landmine or whatever. Fine, okay. So you get the whole thing about I lied. Hogan, Hogan's walking away with his daughter. Shoot the cunt in the back. Yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not a moral like, character anyway. Shoot no. him in the back. And, and Make, it, again, it, you put this point where Hogan could actually die. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's, there's two possible outcomes to that, isn't it? Hmm. You're gonna die anyway. So you yeah. may as well shoot the fucker in the yeah. back. Take him with you. Right? Because, as you say, you're not a moral character. Or you guys are on the way. Shoot the fucker in the back. One of them will know what to do. And if they don't, they'll know someone that does. Because yeah. you're a fucking arms dealer. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you, there you will be, so, there'll be somebody, somebody in the Rolodex who knows what to fucking do. Yeah. So I don't understand why he doesn't shoot him in the back. Don't yeah. like his delivery of I lie. Because, as I say, like, like, neither, not, neither of them deliver it well. Let's be no, fair. You're not Arnie. And this isn't Commando. So yeah. leave that alone. Um, and then I actually started writing, um, what a shit show. What the fuck was, oh, hang on, this isn't over. Well, this is okay. the whole thing. You, you've got him whining a little, little bitch with a skin knee. Please save me. I'll give you anything. I All the shit. I, I love that. Yeah, that's, that's that fine. Funny. And it, it's, it's, fu- it's, fu- it's funny. It's fine. That, that works really well. That's all fine. And that's working really well. And you've got this point where actually this guy now where he's like, right, okay, fine. And we you, know, you hear the sirens. Oh, so, it's almost like somebody called the police. Ha, 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 ha. Then yeah. it turns out it's the other dude. We see him all of a sudden. He's got blood pissing down his face. He's on his fucking revenge tack. He's going to run them all over because nothing else has worked. Hit them with a car. Yeah. Fine. Have no issues with that, except he stole the police car and killed two cops. People will be looking for that fucking car. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you take that away, you ditch yep. it. You don't go back to your base of operations, <laughs> then get back in it and drive the canting thing again to another crime scene where you where you know people are being executed. <laughs> so you do that, and then you get the whole thing of he drives into the barn and the bomb goes off, and no, this thing that's going to jump up three foot in the air and take your legs off, all of a sudden, it's an atomic fucking bomb. And it takes the entire farm out. I mean, my only note about that is, oh no, the barn, sad face. <laughs> I felt worse about the barn being blown up. Well, that was, and I, that was the thing. And then you get the, the last line of the film is, oh, man, now I've got to build it again. It. <laughs> that's the most I felt for that character in the entire film. It's like, yeah. I was like, oh, fucking hell. And literally the car hit it. I was like, oh, no, that's his barn. All he cares about is the fucking barn. And that's apparently his daughter. 
Yeah, but she came later when we started the film. Act one. Was all name. he cared about was his Finishing fucking barn. That's all he wanted. Then he had to go post a lot of IRA nut jobs, and, and now he's born his fucking. Well, no. Again, this film is a moral. This film is a moral. I was going to say he got thing. he got what he deserved because you know he 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 killed people. He no, he he blew shit up, and yeah, yeah, he got he got his in the end. He did yeah. he didn't get the happy ending. Yes, okay. You know he he, he presumably lived, didn't get raped. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, presumably didn't. No, presumably got his happy ever after with a girlfriend, and he's re- reconciled with his daughter. Got a new funny son-in-law. Fine, yeah. great. That's fine, except. He's not a moral character either. No, not at all. He he not has killed all. more people in this film than the fucking villains have. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm completely, I would say, unjustified as well. The yeah. villains are justified in going after him. Yeah. Because, all right, like, yes, he, they're bad dudes. I get it. They're bad dudes. Yeah, but so but he. No, no justification at all to blow up their weapons catch. And now it's cost him his barn. Moral of this film, don't fuck with the Irish. Just leave them alone. <laughs> Just leave them alone. They're lovely Just people. Leave, if you leave yeah. them alone. <laughs> like, don't fuck with the IRA. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong? You're lucky it's only the barn that got blown up. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, maybe God. in the sequel they take his truck as well. Yeah. I, like, oh, this film, honestly. So then I finished my thought. What a shit show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, what that... was the point? What was the point in any of this? It was, it was an hour and like 40 minutes nearly. Yeah. I don't know what it was about. I don't know what the point of this was, other no. than blowing shit up. It's right? a, it's it's a payday for people. But somebody somebody somewhere bankrolled this film and went, "This is really fucking good. This is an amazing. This is the these are the action films we used to see before fucking Terminator ruined everything and made people think." Yeah, basically, that's what this yeah, is. This is this is the most eighties thing the nineteen that was ever produced in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, it's it's yeah. just missing a fucking hard rock soundtrack. Yeah. You know? and, and actually, when when you get this, the opening, I mean, because I I was really confused because obviously I saw on Prime it was now twenty twenty one, so all of a sudden you get the 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 the, the electronic rock bit and you get the you know, the, um, the the titles with the, the sparks and everything and they get and it's in four by eight. Hang on, what the fuck? Yeah. But then that no, you you do get that, and there are bits with the soundtrack, certainly uh, bits with the score, where it does build really well and it change it changes tempo really well, and all of a sudden it drops off. In and if you think back to the um the countdown the the, the score that we had for countdown. The yeah. way the tempo changes and the way you know, the way it sort of becomes a lot softer and it, it moves around. There's a lot of that in this, but in really proper 80s style, which you didn't get. I have it right here on a mini disc by the side of me. <laughs> Just happens to be on my desk for no. It's been there for 15 years. I was going to say. <laughs> um, yeah. I've, I've I've still got it. So I've got it on the computer somewhere as well. But yeah, it's it's one of those you think well, this this is perfect for when it would when it should have been made. And the only the only thing that's made it different is you've got a flash drive, you've got a laptop, and you've got a mobile phone. Yeah. Everything else screams nineteen eighty five. It really does. And I think if they'd have just lent into that a bit more and actually, you know, cut half an hour off. Yeah. Right. This this needs to be seventy to eighty minutes tops, and just pick a story, one of yeah. the three. Yeah. I I don't care which one. I'd rather it wasn't the rape. But if you're gonna do that, then lean into it. And at but least but again, if if you are gonna do that, let's say lean into it, and then there is a lot you can draw from in film, in cinematic history, in literature, in, mm-hmm. in 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 nonfiction. I mean, I I did my dissertation on um on the rape allegory in in in, vamp, in vampire fiction, and as part of that, there was a, I I had to read some really fucking horrible interviews with rapists and uh, sort of what their motivations were and and sort of the sort of the psychology of it and sort of the physicality of it and you know, the, the the chemical rushes and stuff like that. 
there's so much out there. You, if you're going to lean into that, there's research you can do. But th- yeah. this feels like, yeah, we want to make a film, but we don't do any research. Yeah, yeah, just, basically. Just, just, just throw as much shit at the wall as we can. Blow stuff up, put Hulk Hogan in it, people will lap it up. And I mean, we it. did. We oh, did. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I sat all the way through it. Um, would I Had it not all... been for this show, I wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah, neither would I. Well, I would have probably watched it if it had popped up on my Amazon recommendations. I was like, oh, look, it's a dodgy action film with Hulk Hogan. I am definitely up for that on a Friday night with some beer. 100%. Would I have made it past the half hour mark, though? Probably fucking not. But I would, I would have at least put it on. Um, but, but but then if you hadn't made it past the half hour point, you'd have never seen secretfile.doc. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's just, a, I don't know what the point is. There is no actual plot. The, Hogan has no agency whatsoever. He does nothing in this Nobody film. does. Well, that's the point. Lots no. of people just react to stuff. Yeah. I, I And again, that's, that's your classic 1980s action thriller. There are loads of those. Death Wish, right? People yeah. fucking love Death Wish. Nothing ever happens after the first one. The rest of them, Death Wish is fucking two to 275, right? Yeah. Nothing fucking happens. Nothing. They And they sell themselves as being these, like, revenge tales. It's like, no, this is a bunch of people talking about shit and trying to fuck each other over, and nobody actually, had, until the last 10 minutes, when all yeah. of a sudden somebody goes postal, yeah. right? There is a whole subsection. Again, anything with Brian Dennehy. There is a whole subsection of films that are like this, all right? Um, but this isn't even a good one of those. Um, there's no plot, no agency. I, I just don't know what I watched. I don't know what I spent an hour and a half watching. It, it, hmm. I, I don't understand it. If if Cobra hadn't have been in it, I'd have been well fucking pissed. I'd have been livid that I wasted time on it. And it, again, if it had been 70 minutes, I might have stuck it out. Yeah. But it's not. It's fucking over an hour and a half long. Yeah. Inexcusable inexcusable we had an hour's worth of fucking act one for christ's sake yeah and that that was my big problem with it is that the structure is all to cock and that means you don't have the chance to engage with people the way you need to because you and you, you mentioned earlier we're talking about structure the whole, the whole point of act one is this is the status quo this is how we fuck it up yeah we never learn what the status quo is no. in, an, in an hour we don't actually find out who ben was it fucking what was his name Cutter. Cutter. yeah what was his nickname fucking hard something oh hardball Hardball. Yeah, we don't know who Ben Hardball Cutter is. We don't know no. anything about him. We don't know anything about his life. We don't know anything about how it works, apart from he's got a girlfriend who thinks he's a twat. All I know about him is that he really, really, really loves his barn. And that's why I was so gutted when his barn got blown up at the end. That but I, I kind of liked it because, yeah, as I say, it's that karmic thing where actually you've been a twat the entire way through the film. Yes, okay, you've gone on this fucking misguided revenge mission against a guy who tried to rape your daughter because you fucked him up in the first place. But, yeah, you're still an arse, so the fact your barn got blown up, I don't actually care. Um, it's it's that sort of thing. Well, I just don't feel like I knew enough about anybody to root for any of them, apart from so the arms dealer. I, I, I think it probably root of him more than anybody else until he turned into a rapist. Yeah, he's a fucking despicable character. Like, But, but rape aside... He's probably the only one with any justified That is, a, we use, that is a, a phrase we use far too often in our podcast, rape aside. We really do. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's a positive thing because I think it is us going like, yes, we acknowledge that that is very bad. Of course it's very bad. Um, but what, what I'm trying to say by that is not to excuse his actions. It's like if that wasn't in the script, hmm. then he would be arguably the main character. Yeah, he's been wronged. He's looking to put it right. It's the Gaston effect, isn't it? Yeah. You know, horrible, questionable approach to Bell aside, Gaston is questionably the hero of Beauty and the Beast. 
Yeah, he's going a war hero. Him. He's yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to save. He's, he's going to kill the beast. He's a war hero. He saved the village. He's all. You know, he's there building people up. He's in the tavern. He's no. He's he's yeah. he, he's visible. He's no. He's a leader. He's a natural leader. Apart from the fact he's a horrible fucking person and probably a rapist. But there's no probably about it. Let's be fair. Yeah, and he's a rapist. Okay. Um. So yeah. You know, Disney don't sue us for that. Oh, fuck it, Ellie. Like everybody knows he's a rapist. Come on, I tried to tiptoe around it, but you just threw us straight in the water. So we may as well start fucking swimming. Um, but it's the same thing. Yeah. Like if if you take that element away from this character, like yeah, he hasn't got Gaston's charm uh, or inherent stupidity, which makes him charming. But yeah. he's still totally justified in his actions. Yeah, you wronged me. I'm going for revenge. I'm going to. Yeah, exactly. And yes, okay, raping your daughter doesn't really come into that. And what you what you wronged me with and what you cost me was actually really shady anyway but that's the reason they've done that is because actually they need a they need something to hang cutter on as a hero mm. so the fact you know he was doing a just thing he was trying he's stopping these terrorists or these arms dealers from getting the guns and, and spreading them around the world or giving them to the irish or whatever they're going to do with them so okay that's fine but that's not who he is now as a mercenary he's probably done enough of these missions whereby actually they take the fucking weapons themselves and sell them on or they, they bring them back to base oh, and somebody else sells them on look i just this just strolled into my head then while you were saying about it. But look, here's how you do this in 10 minutes in Act 1. Cutter does the deal with Cobra. Yep. Cutter goes home and proposes because he's got what he needs. He's done his last job. Yeah, he's, he's had his underground. He's, he's, out, fine. he's out. Out of the life. Yeah. Right? Goes to find Mary-Kate. Just so happens that one of Mary-Kate's druggy friends has just been whacked with an experimental weapon that's been bought by a street thug from the IRA. Just so happens that that happens to have a, I don't know, particular particular ballistic thing yeah, that Cobra yeah. recognizes from yeah. the there's a marking on the bu- there's a marking on yeah. the bullet casing that was there on the ones he no they fucking did so now he has his crisis of conscience and now his one last job has gone sour and now he has to put it right so he can make peace with himself and prove to his daughter that he's not a scumbag layabout yeah. that allowed one of her friends to get killed and win her affection back that way that's easy. You can do that in ten minutes. Yeah. And again, you can set Act that one up. of Lethal Weapon three. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, what we're saying is, don't watch this. Watch Lethal, watch Lethal Weapon three. Weapon three. Yeah. But if you could do that, watch one and two as well, because yeah. well, because they're better than three as well. So we do have a podcast on Lethal Weapon one kicking around somewhere for a show that this almost was. Yes. And never came into being. Well, we yeah, I found, I found that there, good actually. films. Yeah. yeah. We decided that wasn't entertaining enough. But if you want to hear that, listeners, if you want to hear us actually talking about films that we like in a yeah. positive manner, let us know because that does exist. We we're just have to never do it again, though, because I'm not exist. fucking editing it. It was like two and a half hours long, and it was. I'm still going. I'd be, I'd be willing to just drop actually, it. No, saying that we weren't separate recording then either. We were together, no, sat in the same we room. Did, we, yeah, we did it in person. So fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. That was a while that's ago. That's how long ago it was. Um, but this, that's out there. So that if exists, that's something yeah. anybody's interested in listening to, if you'd like us to actually talk intelligently reasonably intelligently we think about good films let us know maybe we'll drop that and maybe we'll look at some more good films um but for now this absolutely isn't one of them (laughs) so (laughs) really i I didn't get that from the last two hours (laughs) yeah um i mean we've we've got to ask the question i think we're both on the same page here though um is it better than mario uh hang on let me uh no not even yeah. fucking close. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. No, I never want to see this film again. I'm sorry no. I watched it in the first place. It made my eyes hurt and make me feel physically sick. Yeah. I no. Yeah. No, it's, no, 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 it was, no. It's no, the worst the right... Hulk Hogan film we've watched on this podcast, and that's saying something. Yeah. Oh, 
we, we did a sixth one with Hope. We did Mr. Nanny, Mary Poppins, and did, Nanny McPhee yeah. as well. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. the worst, worst thing we've ever had to watch that has Hulk Hogan in it. And I'm including yeah. rock and wrestling and everything in that as well. Yeah. It's the worst fucking thing we've seen. It's worse than Hulk Hogan far. in WrestleMania 9. Yeah. It's the worst thing we've seen with Hogan in thus far. Ha- yeah. Disclaimer, we haven't actually watched Mr. N- or rewatched Mr. Nanny yet. I haven't yeah. seen it as an adult. No, I haven't seen it as an adult. It's a long time since I watched it. Pretty um, sure that'll probably be worse than this, just without the rape. Possibly. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of this, the writing was shit, the dialogue was shit, the performances were mainly shit. It looked like shit. The editing was shit. The sound was all right. Cobra was good. Cobra was good. And, Laurie and there were boobs in it. And Laurie was good. Yeah. So there's boobs in it. I'll, I'll accept it. No, um, yeah, no, this, there's just, I can't, I've struggled to find any redeeming feature in this other than it ended eventually. It did end and it was free. <laughs> so yeah. We didn't have to yeah. pay for this one. That, that's about it. Um, but yeah, I just, I will. N- most of the films we watch, even the really bad ones, with the exception of Battlefield Earth, I will probably and three six five days because I just have no reason to watch that. Um, I would m- the rest of the films we've talked about in the show, I will probably watch again at some point in my life. Yeah. Others, let's say three six five days, Battlefield Earth, and this go on the list of things I will burn my eyes out with fucking cortisone before I have to watch them again. Yeah, I'm I'm glad it's over. <laughs> yeah, um, but for those who haven't seen it, knock yourselves out. <laughs> It's free on Amazon Prime. It's free on Amazon. It's called The Ultimate Weapon, which he is very much fucking not. Yeah, um, no. Because, again, he's not Chuck Norris. And he um, doesn't do anything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, I can find no redeeming features in this. If you watch it and you can, please let us know because I want to know what's wrong with people. Um, yeah, good good luck defending this fucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this this was horrendous. So, I mean, yeah, if, if you have seen it, and there are people like this type of film, as you, as you said, both of our fathers would have fucking loved oh, this film. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. This, Garrett, this is the type I, of film he would be shoving into my hands and going, yeah, you've got to watch this. Go yeah, watch you've got to watch this. Yeah. Um, I've got a stack of them, up there, mostly Westerns, but I've got a stack of them up on a shelf behind me that yeah. he's bought and given to me. And I've got, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. And then, like, two weeks later, I've got, oh, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, that bit where he shot the guy. Yeah, that was excellent. Yeah. Never watched him. <laughs> the bit with the yeah. horse. Yeah, the bit with the horse was brilliant. <laughs> Never watched him. Yeah. Um, yeah, when my parents um, cleared out a lot of old DVDs and stuff, they had, a, a like, a cabinet full of them. And they were, you know, they don't watch them anymore. And they're like, we're, we're going to get rid of them. We're going to get rid of stuff. Do you want it? I was like, to be honest, uh, we, at the time we we just come back from Australia, we we're still unpacking. I was like, I've got fucking dozens of boxes of DVDs in your attic. Just chuck them up there, and I'll sort them out later. And then they were all in a separate box. And as soon as we moved into the house, straight, oh, the, charity, yeah. straight yeah. the charity shop. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't try and say, oh, if you don't want them, stick them on, on on eBay. Nobody's gonna fucking buy those. Straight yep. the charity shop. I was like, I don't care. Um. Yeah. So yeah, there's an audience though. There is there, audience. there is an audience for it, and and if if that includes you, by all means, let us know. Hey, we... God bless you. If you like this type of stuff, like if, honestly, let's be fair. If, you, if you've got through this movie and you've got through the last two hours of us, fair play to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. White coats are coming. Please go quietly. Like if you like if you like if you like these fucking eighties action movies, like I, and you like the bad ones. That's the thing. You have to very specifically like the bad ones because this yeah. is a bad one. And there are people out there who love that. And if that's you. You are gonna fucking love this. That is not me. Yeah, it's, it's it's right up somebody's street, but it's not ours. No, absolutely not. Never again. But yeah, um, so yeah, if 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 you enjoyed it, if you if you think we've got it wrong, please let us know. Get in touch um, on uh, 
on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can also get our previous shows and uh, uh, previous episodes of of this show and our other, other shows. Fuck me. I need to start drinking more. Well, I, 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 think it's, I think it's just the effect of the ultimate weapon. Your my, brain, my brain is, is dribbling my, out of your ears. I was, was going to say, the reason I've got cans on rather than earbuds is that you hide the blood. Um, yeah. yeah, so you can get our previous episodes from there um, on Facebook and YouTube with the Devil and Podcast Network. So uh, like, and, uh, like, subscribe, comment on there, um, whatever you need to do. Wherever you get your podcast from, um, I'm not going to go through the list because I always fuck it up, but they're available everywhere. Um, like, share, subscribe, leave a message best you can, and we'll get back to you. Um, also, if you have films that you'd like to recommend that aren't as bad as this, preferably. Um, or if again, they're worse. Or if they're worse. Um, well, you say we that. Maybe, maybe we need a break first. Um, but yeah, by all it. means, again, again, uh, get in touch. Let us know what uh, what, you were, what we should be looking at. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take into consideration. But until next time. See you later.